0: Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long term booking. so very much for joining us right here on off the script this is your aew dynamite post show for may 25th 2022 i am your host jd from new york as always joined by my very good friend on wednesday nights seven days a week not just wednesday nights jesse what is going on man how you feeling tonight bro good bro good bro good to, good feels good to be a seven day friend man. i appreciate it yes yes i could easily make you a one day friend if you would prefer no man, no. I mean, the no. slander against Thunder Rosa, man. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't nah. even know why I'm associated with you, to be honest with you. I told everybody, man.
2: I'm not scared of Thunder Rosa. Man.
0: Listen, man know. how do you how do you feel about Thunder Rosa getting her own taco truck in the new OTS Beer Garden debuting in July, bro? I think it's I, I think it's gimmick infringement. That's what I think. I don't know, man. I heard her tacos are much better than yours.
2: Well, I mean, I'm not gonna go there, man. That's <laughs> sounding kind of messed up, but whatever.
0: <laughs> Listen, we're not here to talk about tacos. Obviously, Wednesdays are much better than Mondays and Fridays. Jesse, this is how you do a go-home show, man. I was excited about this show coming in. It was a loaded card. TK loaded it up, and it did not disappoint. And you know what? I'm going to uh, say this because we ranted about it last week. The main event got more than five minutes. It got 15, 15 minutes, bro. I'm like, holy shit. Somebody's listening to our concerns, man. I'd love to see it. All over the place, man. We got a longer main
2: event, man. We get the women's champion has more time to actually talk. and I know. Jericho's music had a little bit of a change there. I think someone is watching.
0: I know, man. Listen, I don't know why they wouldn't be watching. This is the number one live stream podcast every fucking Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and on Tuesdays. But I gave up Tuesdays because that show sucks. But, man... (sighs) Man, oh, man, we got a great go-home show tonight. The big story of the night, obviously, was MJF and Wardlow. How were they going to do the unthinkable here? Inside a steel cage, Wardlow in a two-on-one situation with Sean Spears, and MJF is the special guest referee. I know, Jesse, you had some concerns about how they were going to make MJF look like a strong individual going into the pay-per-view, somebody with brains behind the operations here. Were you pleased with the way that they ended up doing what they did tonight with Wardlow cracking MJF over the head? Uh, actually, no, with Sean Spears. I'm sorry. Sean Spears cracking MJF over that with a steel chair hard way, bro. This was not a gimmick steel chair. This was a steel chair right to the dome, right to the skull. And Wardlow took advantage of Sean Spears. Bryce Rensburg comes on in, makes the one, two, three after four power bombs to Sean Spears. And Wardlow gets his match with MJF. Crowd loved it, but there were obvious little logic gaps in there, Jesse. Little logic gaps where MJF could have easily taken advantage of this entire situation, but opted not to. But at the end, I think looking back at everything and the way things transpired. This was definitely one of the best stories and the best angles that AEW has done in all of their three years. That culminated on their three-year anniversary.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to shit on it too hard, but I mean, I will call it a little wrinkle in the, um, in the build to their match because, again, if if you're the ref, anything goes. And that's not the that's not the case. I mean, if Warlow won the match, you did something terribly wrong. If you were the damn referee, yeah, you did something wrong. I mean, he broke every rule in the book, but he, he but he decided to not break the rule where the ref counts of three when the shoulders are up. I mean, just break them all. Just break them all. Look, my only concern was I didn't want I didn't want MJF to look like a total buffoon. Which is kind of what they made him look like him and, him and Sean Spears, where, where MJF couldn't hold him for another second and he got out, got clunked with a chair. They just looked a little comical out there. But nonetheless, um, I mean, and, oh, another reason I didn't care for it, it. it, I think it grossly predicts the outcome of their match on Sunday.
0: Well, I mean, the outcome of the match was predictable uh, on day one of this feud when it got started, uh, ever, ever, ever since the uh, dog collar match with MJF uh, losing to CM Punk and, and really not finding the, the ring in his pocket. I mean, it was predictable going back all the way then. I, I don't I don't think it was, man. I, I think at the start
2: of this build, either one of these guys could have won or lost the match and not really lost too much momentum. It all, it all came down to the build. When you... The, they were even when they started the feud, but now that the match is coming due to the build, MJF has to win, as opposed to the build taking us to the to, the, to the conclusion of, man, I don't know who's going to win this shit. But Wardlow has gotten the one up on MJF pretty much every damn week into the build. Now, why would we not expect MJF to win somehow?
0: Because MJF is not going to win. Yes, he is. MJF is going to beat Wardlow, and Wardlow is not going to be signed to an AEW contract. It looks like MJF is going to win, man. I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't know, but man. That's what you, it you, looks you've like been, you've been—you've been right more than you've been wrong here, but uh, you I know, mean, I don't—I don't know about—I don't know about that. I think that—I think that comment is on the level of CM Punk as a part timer, bro. Look, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how
2: you don't see. <laughs> how Wardlow has been the one-up man throughout
0: this whole feud, man. Bro, I think that's worse than... I think that's worse than CM Punk being a part-timer, man. The fuck is wrong with you, man? Ward, Ward, there's no way Wardlow is losing this match, man. You think so? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know how you could see it. Wanna, wanna do a friendly wager on it? What would we wage? If I'm coming to Chicago, which I hope fucking House of Glory doesn't do a show on the, 20, on the 25th or 26th, which I'm hearing they're doing. Uh, if I'm in Chicago, we're going out for steak. So what? What, what friendly wage are you going to make with me, man? We're having steak in old fashions, bro. Who's buying? Well, I didn't. Well, listen. I bought the last time we were there. I think it's your turn. No, I, I think I think we, <laughs> I think we wager on this match, bro. That's what I think. I that's what I think. I don't. I don't. I don't think. Why does MJF need to this? win this match, man? MJF is a, a a world champion, no, 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 no matter win or lose, he's a world champion. He's beating, he's beating Punk for the world title, bro. That's the way it's going. Maybe he is. He's, he I
2: mean, as of right now, dude. There's no way MJF is
0: not gonna win. I, I don't know, man. I don't know how you see that. I, I don't, I don't, I don't see how you get to that conclusion. But, um. Yeah, weirder things have happened Uh, this entire storyline. I I mean, Wardlow's been in handcuffs this entire feud, bro. You don't think he's going to win the fucking match? I don't, I don't see how you don't see it. This is the go home
2: angle, and the, 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 the pay per view is Sunday. Who stood
0: There Bro, talk- thi- there are things that I see clearly every single week, man. Monday Night Who- Raw is fucking garbage. Friday Night SmackDown is the worst show right, on television. And MJF is not winning against Wardlow, man. There are certain things in the wrestling week that I know this, 100%. This, this, is, this, is, this is wrestling
2: 101. Who stood tall on the go home show? Wardlow.
0: So who's going to win on Sunday? Well, bro, this is, this is AEW, man. They, they marched to the beat of their own drum, man. This is not Bruce Pritchard. I'm sorry. We'll see. All right. We'll All right. see. All right, listen, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. But that, that's what transpired tonight. Wardlow got the match with MJF, and it was in a Steel Cage match. They opened Dynamite. We'll go over exactly how we got to that in just a little bit. The other big thing that happened tonight, probably my favorite part of the entire show, was the promo back and forth, the promo battle between CM Punk and Adam Hangman Page, man. My goodness, if you want to sell a match on pay-per-view, man, this is how you do it. CM Punk, you guys know, a master of the microphone, and I even said it on Twitter, man. It's not about Punk, because we know how fucking great CM Punk is and everything that he does. But my God, man, Adam Page cut the promo of his career tonight. Coincidentally, it was against CM Punk. And I love the fact that CM Punk was there and his rebuttal was fantastic towards Adam Page. Literally telling him, everything that you're doing right now was paved by me. Your world champion and this house is built because of the fucking roads that I paved. And the bricks and the wood and, and all that shit that I laid down for you. So, I don't know how anybody else is looking at this, this match. It doesn't need to be heel versus babyface. I love the dynamic between these two. I have loved it for weeks. And Paige tonight, bro, absolutely promo of his career.
2: Yeah, this was it, it, it seems that um Hangman has has ventured over into, into tweener mode. He look, looks like full-time tweener mode for yeah. this feud. Um love it. Because it, it does take it it takes a little bit of that baby face ber- versus baby face dynamic away. And it kind of gives the crowd, you know, a little, a, a little something to 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 boo at a little bit. You can tell the crowd was more behind Punk tonight. Um, but um, I think Tweener Hangman needs to stick around after this feud is over. I think like so for, too.
0: I think this fits him yeah. well.
2: Yeah, yeah. This is this is the perfect this is the perfect role for him. The the the, the Goody Two Shoes baby face, no go man. If you're a cowboy in 2022, man, you need to be a complete fucking badass. I mean, so uh, I, I I like this for him right now, though.
0: And, and it's funny, you know, a lot of people still to this day are, are like, oh, my God, Adam Page needs to lose this championship. Adam Page has been a terrible world championship. He's held on to the championship way too long. I don't know what people are watching. Maybe they're not watching at all. But Adam Page has had some of the best matches in AEW all year as your world champion. So I don't know how you look at his reign as anything but a success, you know he's a world champion. He's not going to be the, the the champion that that a CM Punk is going to be. He's not going to be a world champion like a Jericho was or a Moxley. He's one of the AEW originals that held the championship. And honestly, the work that he's done, it may be the best of his career. So I don't know how anybody Jesse could look at his title reign uh, as anything but a success. No, man. It this is this has been going great. I mean, I. I'll admit. I mean, for the
2: naysayers, I think at the beginning, I think they may have been they may have been on to something. They may have had a point, but I think the direction has changed enough during the course of this run for me to say I'm enjoying it. I'm in, I'm enjoying this run, and and fans are fucking fickle, man. You know that fans are fans
0: are just no really? Yeah, really yeah wow <laughs> what a what a, what a revelation there man oh my god
2: whoever whoever they want to be champion the other half of the fans will nay say it the same way they did for the other half that was compl- i mean you, you're not gonna make everyone happy so it is what it is um but i think i, I think they did a good job at tweaking hangman's gimmick just enough they didn't change it they just tweaked this attitude and, and this gimmick a little bit to make it more believable. Um it, it's it's it, it's tougher. He's more of a badass and he's more relatable. So I enjoy it. I
0: like it. Are we getting uh the Summer of Punk 2022 edition, man? I don't I don't know, man. I still I still think I,
2: I don't I still think Hangman wins. I do. I, I think I, Hangman wins this one, but it, I could see it going either way because the money for AEW is in Punk. I mean, if we had to pick, you know, the money maker right now for the company, of course, you know, it's Punk over Hangman. But what are they going for right now? You know, a champion that's going to draw or to continue to make another superstar?
0: I think they're going to go. I think it's time. Tony Khan puts the championship belt on somebody that is going to be a mainstream draw for AEW. I think I that's what's going it. to I think that's what needs to be done as far as business is concerned. CM Punk has been such an incredible asset for Tony Khan as far as business is concerned. They're selling more t-shirts than ever. Uh, Everybody is just going crazy over AEW as far as the live event. Gate is concerned. Pay-per-views being sold out because Punk is at the top of the card. Punk is the headline attraction. You know, I I do think that happens with or without Punk, but Punk has obviously sped up the process where you would see these shows sell out in in a week or two weeks. Jesse, these shows are selling out in six minutes, an hour, an hour. You know, it's, it's yeah. nothing to really scoff at, and that's directly responsible, or CM Punk, I should say, is directly responsible for that. Brian Danielson and everybody that Tony Khan has brought in has obviously helped the cause here. So I find, yeah. it, I find it funny how people say CM Punk is not uh, generating business for AEW. These people are, are absolute fucking nimrods, and they don't watch the show. So how could they, how could they really speak on something that they don't truly understand?
2: No, no, I mean, I I I don't know. I mean, clearly right now he's the top baby face in the company. So um I think the 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 little turn the, the little bit of a uh, of a turn from Hangman over the tweener kind of kind of gives way for Punk to be the top baby face in the company right now. Yeah. I mean, because if, if Hangman was still straight up, you know, just you know, this white meat baby face with Punk out there getting more cheers than him, it would make Hangman look pretty fucking bad. It would, but, but the way his attitude is going right now, um, he deserves the the little bit of indifference and the boos and the hums and the ha's and he deserves it because he's been acting that way. So right now the dynamic is perfectly fine the way it is for this match.
0: Yeah. I'm loving it. Uh, I'm very excited about this match. And like you said, the dynamic between these two is, um, is not, is not at a volatile state yet, but the, uh, the attitude on, on Adam Page, the intensity on Adam Page, not letting, like I said, I use the term, he's not going to let CM Punk walk into his yard and take a dump in his front on his front yard, on his front lawn. And then CM Punk, obviously, he's got this, he's got this very confident way about him. He's he's not really yeah. he's not really going and advancing Adam Page. He's letting Adam Page just kind of get riled up for no reason. Punk knows how good he is, and he's going into Sunday's show very confident. So. I'm loving everything that they've been doing here. Very excited about yes. the match. Probably one of the, uh, I wouldn't say it is the match I'm looking forward most to on Sunday night. I think that's probably reserved for the six man between House of Black and the Death Triangle and MJF and Wardlow. Obviously with the story that yeah. they've been telling, but again, uh, but fantastic storytelling by both guys. You know what I could see happening
2: in this match, to be honest, as I sit and think about it right now, I, I see Hangman winning. Um, by nefarious means i see him cheating somehow um to get us to the rematch and um maybe this maybe this um tweener turn from hangman completes and they do a rematch in chicago for the
0: title with now a heel hangman and then punk wins the title i you know you know the the Chicago aspect of it all is the one thing that really has me on the fence about if Punk is going to win the champion. I, I could absolutely see that being the case, and I could absolutely yeah. see Tony Khan wanting to crown CM Punk AEW World Champion in Chicago. I, I could see that happen, but you know, then my yeah. question is, I guess it really doesn't matter, but does that match fit into the whole theme of Forbidden Door? So, Right. right, you know, right. It, but it is CM Punk's hometown in Chicago, and I could see just based on that aspect alone, that uh, that that logic is being thrown out the window because you you'd be crowning him in his hometown.
2: Yeah, well, were we told? I mean, exactly that the whole theme of the pay per view was only AEW versus New Japan. I mean, we could no, have, we
0: we weren't told we weren't told at all. I mean, there's no confirmation on that. So, right, uh, so I th- mean, there's no structure to the pace. N- so no. We
2: may have we may have I mean AEW versus AEW or New Japan versus New Japan or in a mix. Either way, we don't know yet.
0: Yeah. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Nothing, nothing has been said about
2: how the uh, sh- the show will be structured. Right. So, I mean, maybe we couldn't do, maybe we can do this at um, Forbidden Door, or do we know if All Out is out of Chicago officially yet?
0: Yeah, it is. It. uh, uh we don't know. I mean, there, know. there, there was. I mean, Tony Khan made a mention today. Uh, I believe it was on uh, Busted Open Radio, or he was doing some sort of interview uh, in, in light of Double or Nothing. He, he did mention Wrigley Field. He said he would love to have a show at Wrigley Field. So okay. I, I don't know how likely that is for, for uh, all out. I don't, you know, I, know. I mean, it, it's in the middle of baseball season. I mean, the, no. the the Cubs will probably be out of contention anyway, so it really don't fucking matter. Yeah, it don't matter. In September, they're still in the regular season, yeah, right? Yeah, So, and then obviously, you know, you, you worry about a, a rain delay or, or inclement yeah. weather. You yeah. know, there's a lot that goes into that that you got to be worried on the back end, but... You know, he's also mentioned Toronto and wanting to come to Canada for, for an AEW show. I mean, if, if Forbidden Door is happening in Chicago, and there's enough time between now and September to get that show in, in Canada, I mean, I'd love to go visit Canada. I'd never been to Canada ever. I'd love to visit Toronto. Uh, I got a bunch of OTS family up there that uh, have been telling me years, for years, oh, J.D., you got to come to Canada. They got a great craft beer scene. Uh, I would love that. And Toronto fans, man, you know, you know Canada fans. They're fucking rabid, man. Yeah, They're, yeah. Like, they're like Chicago.
2: They're like, they're like New Chicago York. They're like yeah. fucking uh,
0: yeah. You know, Philly. They're like it,
2: Chicago fans on meth, dude. They're, yeah, I mean, they're they're crazy. so I'd love
0: to see that. So we don't really know where all out's going to be.
2: We don't. We don't know. So if if I'm guessing at it, I say they do a rematch at Forbidden Door because Hangman wins because he just says fuck it and gives up and just goes ahead and does what he needs to do to win. Punk calls him out on it, goes full baby face, and Hangman goes full heeled, and they got a reason to hate each other, and they get into a heated match and Punk wins in Chicago.
0: Yeah, I could see it. I could see it. Uh, my first inkling uh, is to say Punk wins just to get the belt on him. I think that's the uh, the right thing to do. I think it's time. But uh, your your assumption here of the possibility of that happening, I, I could definitely see being the case just, uh, yeah. just for Punk to win it in Chicago. Uh, the Owen Hart tournament uh, took place tonight. The semifinals, we got two semifinal matches, one for the women, one for the men. Samoa Joe advanced over Kyle O'Reilly and Britt Baker surprisingly advanced over... Tony Storm. Uh, we're going to talk about that as well in a second. Jesse, were you surprised to see Britt Baker beat Tony Storm tonight in the semifinal for the ladies? Yes and no.
2: I mean, um, I mean, it, uh, I'm surprised at the outcome, I guess. But at the same time, I mean, who's the AEW Golden Girl, man?
0: Who's the AEW Golden Girl? Right? It's always been Britt.
2: It's always been Britt Baker, yeah. man. Yeah. It's always been Britt Baker, and she and there and there there are two women's champions. And neither one of them is Britt Baker. Yeah. So Britt Baker needs to be shining somewhere, man.
0: Well, I, I so mean, I, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get to the match, but I do think there's ways to make Britt Baker shine without giving her a, another accolade. Yeah, no, I agree. But,
2: I mean, she seems to be, and I, and I hate using this analogy because I don't want people to think I, I don't like her because I, I, I do still love Britt Baker, but she is slowly becoming the AEW's version of Charlotte Flair, nowhere near as raunch or cringe or hated, but in terms of being just just the golden female of the company that they're never going to bury or let get dropped to the bottom of the card anywhere.
0: Yeah, I could see that. I mean, it's kind of of a crime to even be putting them in the same sentence. I mean, Charlotte is just, (laughs) she's Uh, just nauseating (laughs) fucking television. I, I mean, such such an over overrated act. Like, I-, I genuinely don't get how people are just so over the moon about Charlotte. You know, Brit Britt is not great by any means in the ring. She's she's serviceable. She's good. She's gotten a lot better. But yeah. um y- you're right. I mean, that's that's Tony Khan's girl, you know? Well, yeah. I mean,
2: imagine imagine if WWE were booking in favor of the fans, and imagine if Charlotte Flair was be loved and in you know endeared by the fans, that would give you Britt Baker. Yeah. That yeah. would give you Britt Baker because WWE is gonna roll out the red carpet for Charlotte and do what she wants. Um, Charlotte, you know, is coming off as a little bit more uh selfish and, and unhelpful to the division, as opposed to Britt Baker, is you know, beloved, you know, helpful, and we have a booker that's you know favorable to her. I think we. I think Britt Baker is what Charlotte Flair would be if the fans loved her and if WWE was booking them
0: right. Man, I wonder if Charlotte Flair and Andrade are going to get married uh, quickly, man. I wonder if she's going to be at StarCast for SummerSlam weekend, man. I, I heard the rumor of Ric Flair versus Hulk Hogan is happening at StarCast. So I know you're fucking over the moon about that one, man. I know you can't wait for that, right? I'm watching you do the fucking Charlotte Flair <laughs> robot thing right now. <laughs> Yeah, YouTube. YouTube is about fifteen seconds behind, man. Jesus Christ, man!
2: And why do I bother making a point? Is you gonna see <laughs> and play around?
0: Because I go got ahead. a damn good fucking headset on, man. I can hear you. Go, go ahead, go ahead, talk. Go ahead. Y- y- you're excited about Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair, right? <laughs> This fucking guy, man. You don't even do it, man. You're, you're like a fucking retarded android. I'm thinking. Look at you,
2: that's man. Like, that's what I think about that. What, what What's next? What, what else are we going to talk about? Uh, I got I got
0: some thoughts on that, too. I don't know. I don't know, man. Listen, we're going to get into a lot. We got some oh, AEW. No, no. <laughs> oh,
3: oh, oh,
0: man. Oh, no. We got some AEW news and rumors coming up first, guys, and then we're going to get into the Dynamite Breakdown. Shout out to Chris McKean. I don't know. Listen, your fucking sound effects, man. <laughs> fucking oh, are you, Are you annoyed? No, I'm not annoyed. Uh, Listen, uh, shout out to Chris McKean, guys. If you guys don't know Chris McKean, he is a great guitarist from Scotland, and I've been using his songs on the podcast in the intro while I'm driving to the OTS venue, and he made a song, wrote a song, recorded a song for all of the OTS family as a thank you for getting his music out there to a larger audience. So what you guys listen to... Right before Space Strippers came on, uh, when I rolled the window down, and what you're listening to now is called Off the Scripts, and he dedicated it to all the OTS family. So shout-out to Chris McKean. Uh, Go check him out on on YouTube, man, and go show him some love. You guys can go buy his stuff on Bandcamp. You can listen to him on Spotify. So uh, shout-out to uh, to Chris, man. He's such a a great guy. I Hit him up on Instagram and told him how we love everything that he's doing. So he makes uh, the podcast lively, and just as lively as I do, uh, with his music, man. So, uh, shout out to him and thank you to him, as always, for providing some great music. Also, go follow Jesse on uh, on YouTube. AEW Dark, bro. What's going on with Dark? Who, 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 who stood out this week, man? Anybody?
2: Um, actually, yeah. I got somebody that stood out and someone that needs to be called up to TV instantly, right away.
0: Uh, who would that be? Her name is
2: Amy Sakura. Um, no, bro, and thank you. Bro, we need Emi Sakura moved off of Dark and onto Dynamite or Rampage immediately. We need Emi Sakura to be removed from Dark and put in catering immediately. No, no, well, I don't, look, I
0: don't care where you put him.
2: Just get her off of fucking Dark.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, so, so, so so you want everybody else to suffer because you have to suffer, right? Yeah, man. Okay.
2: Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm so tired of seeing her, man. I don't know what to fucking do.
0: Uh, so this is this is like uh, watching Lacey Evans on Monday Night, right? Worse. This is worse than Lacey. I, I don't know about that, man. On, it's like down. it's like it's like watching Lacey Evans
2: and Baron Corbin and Mad Cat Moss make out all together at one time.
0: Yeah, no, thank you. No, th- thank. I think th- I, th- I think we lost half of already. It's just by you describing that. Right. I'm just look, man. That's it's. It is what it is, bro. Listen, man, uh, Emmy Sakura, no good for TV, but uh, go follow Jesse chi Smart on YouTube. He does uh, the live reactions to AEW Dark and the occasional Rampage one. Uh, yours truly is not available for such things on Friday night. Uh, make sure you guys follow me on social media, at JD from NY206. We are about 400 or so away from 40,000 followers on Twitter. Thank you guys very much. We just hit 133,000 subscribers on YouTube. So if you guys are new to the stream, hit that subscribe button. We were the number one source for all of your Sasha Banks and Naomi situation. I know more than most and it is great to see all the newbies follow along for the latest updates on Sasha Banks. Also, make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. I see 517 likes in the live stream right now. Why? I don't know. We got 1,800 in the venue. Why? I need 1,000 minimum Tonight on the AEW Dynamite Post Show on Off The Script. Super chats are open. Get them on in. We'll hang out with our cold beverages at the end of the show. Also, hit that join button and become an OTS VIP. You guys are going to want to become a VIP because wait till you see the new VIP uh, room. Uh, The VIP club is going to be fucking blown away by what you see in the new OTS beer garden that is being uh, built right now. So make sure you guys hit that join button and support the podcast via the channel memberships. I got approved for super thanks on YouTube, so go do that. You guys can leave a super thank anywhere, man, in the comment section on any video across the channel. So go do that if you guys want to show some extra appreciation. And go check out all the other videos that you might have missed. I did an extra today documenting the Ringside News situation, which was a disaster on social media yesterday, and it involved Nyla Rose and Tony Khan as well as Chris Jericho from AEW. So go check that out. It is live on the homepage right now. Jesse, speaking of Tony Khan, we got some news about uh, our boy TK here. Tony Khan finally addressed the Time Warner Discovery merger for AEW. Now, back in April, Warner Media and Discovery officially completed a billion-dollar company merger officially forming Warner Brothers Discovery. Now, fans have wondered how the merger would affect AEW, which airs on Warner media stations, especially when the news came out that several Warner executives who were strong advocates for AEW had departed following the merger. Tony Khan was recently asked about where AEW stands following the merger on Sports Media's podcast, where he spoke about executives from Warner Brothers Discovery coming to the show next week at the Forum in Los Angeles. He said this, and I quote, we're at the Forum in Los Angeles next week on June 1st. I can't wait for that show. AEW sold that show, up, show out in about an hour, and it's going to be a raucous crowd, first time in Los Angeles for AEW. And I'm really honored, and it's great a great privilege for us because a lot of the top executives from Warner Brothers Discovery are going to be at the Forum. We have a sold-out show, a ton of fans coming. We've opened up more seats. It's one of our biggest crowds in one of our biggest sports market in the world and some of the greatest wrestling fans, Period. It means a lot personally for me to be in the forum to begin with, but I can't tell you what it means that a lot of top executives from Warner Brothers Discovery are not only coming to the show, but they're throwing a great event for us afterwards in the forum just to have their presence to begin with. It means so much. They would come to the show, but also a lot of top executives in Warner Brothers Discovery family are going to have an event with us with a lot of people in AEW. We're going to hang out. And that means the world to us, getting to know each other better. They've been so supportive and great coming in. It means so much to us to be working with the largest producer of content now after this great merger and running such an efficient ship. To be a part of it, putting up numbers, working hard, showing up every week, end quote. Now, just by reading this, I obviously didn't listen to the whole interview that Tony Khan had conducted with these people, but just by reading it, it sounds... And I don't mean this in any negative way. I get that he has to do what he's got to do, and he's got to say what he's got to say. It, it kind of sounds like he is, <laughs> he's uh, ass kissing a little bit too much there. But I get why he has to do it because right now there's a lot of uncertainty with what's going on. One of the top executives from Time Warner was, who was a big advocate for pro wrestling on on the on the network, is no longer there, and now Tony Khan is going to be meeting with executives. Are you worried about AEW being removed from Time Warner, Jesse? Or are you worried about, like, all these fucking troll accounts on, on Twitter, that, you know, hoping for their demise and, you know, being on Discovery Plus or, or, or their app or, or whatever the case? They, they think it's such a bad thing. But Tony Khan probably has so many connections in the world of television just by what he does with the Jacksonville Jaguars that even if AEW got moved from Time Warner— you got to look at probably what they're worth right now, Jesse. They're probably worth ten times what they were on day one, and I'm sure they'd be picked up instantly by another major network if Time Warner wants to get rid of all pro wrestling content altogether. Not worried about it to the slightest. I'm not. I'm, I know. I mean, either I'm not worried about it to the slightest.
2: It does. It, I it, it mean, it, it, it's it's a, it's a legit 100 percent non-issue. Now, unless AEW television falls on hard times, ratings-wise, I mean, consistently, I mean, tanking it, if there's one less corporate honcho on your side, then, you know, that that's probably not a good thing. But, again, I'm talking, like, I mean, just completely shits the bed as far as a, a, a network's concerns for statistics go, but... I mean, I don't, I mean, like you just said, anyone would pick these guys up right now.
0: They're making money. Yeah. Yeah, they're making money. They're number one uh, in the demo most weeks uh, on Wednesday. If not, they're in the top three regularly. Uh, They've broken a million viewers on a handful of occasions. And right now it's a little difficult for everything competing with the NBA playoffs. I mean, even us content creators are struggling because of the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs and everything that's going on with that. You know, our viewership is down across the board because of what's going on there. But as far as that, when all of this is gone, Jesse, and AEW gets back to a normal schedule, Rampage is going back to its normal night on Friday at 10 p.m. Things are going to get back to normal. AEW is going to be hovering around that one million. They, they they attract a great group of advertisers because of the demos that they fall in. That 18 to 49 demo is, is usually very high for them. Uh, their Their roster is very youthful. They present the product in a different way that isn't over the top. There's not, you know, there's blood and it's a little bit more real and it's gritty. But I honestly think people appreciate that. You know, it's not the safe, the safe family friendly zone that WWE has. But AEW is attracting just as many advertisers as WWE is. It is. The thing about it to another
2: network or to, you know, advertisers, the things like that. Um pro live pro wrestling is it's extremely unique. Yes. In in the sense of, you know, not many networks carry it. As a matter of fact, only one network or well, now two. The WWE is is broadcasting on two separate fucking networks. But um yeah, man, it it's it's different. You know, it's not pre-recorded. It's live television. Anything that's pro- providing live television tends to draw a little bit more on the rating side than a pre-recorded show. So, I mean, I don't, see why, I don't see why anybody would not pick them up. They're, not only are they live, but they have a following. They have a fan base. So, they'll be just fine.
0: So, Tony Khan is uh, having a party with Time Warner executives. I will keep this uh, in the news on off the script uh, as, as I get information on this. And uh, I think a lot of people are over-exaggerating and, and worrying for no reason. And the haters are wishing their demise because they have no life and they uh, are just Shitty, shitty fucking people who who don't have a hobby and love to see other people suffer because they mentally aren't all there. Uh, So, Tony Khan, I I don't think he has anything to worry about as far as AEW's content is concerned. They will be a Time Warner partner for years and years to come. So, Jesse, we start Dynamite uh, tonight with the Steel Cage match. We got Wardlow and MJF obviously heading towards Double or Nothing. We got Wardlow tonight against Sean Spears. This is the final uh, trial and tribulation for Wardlow before he gets that match with MJF at the pay-per-view. MJF, Jesse, came out wearing a Burberry-patterned referee shirt, and it looked like he had fucking uh, Attitude Era, Shawn Michaels boy toy shorts on, tight as can be, as he walked down the aisle trying to steal some fan sign. Uh, I don't remember what the sign said, but he he grabbed some of the glittery shit that was uh, all over the sign, and he started eating it. I, MJF is just a maniacal fucking prick, man. No, but, it, said, uh,
2: it said happy three-year anniversary. Yes, happy three-year anniversary, yes. And he,
0: and he wanted to rip to the sign. It. Yes, he, yeah, th- he, he was... wanted to shred the sign. And the fucking fan started taking
2: it back. He's fighting, he's fighting with the fan over the fan sign. Yes.
0: Who does that? If I was the fan, I would have let him have the sign, and I would have had the pleasure of him ripping up my sign. Fan said, fuck you, you're not getting my sign. Speaking of signs, thank you to—I don't know who you are, but uh, thank you to whoever had the off-the-script sign on the right side of the ramp all night. Uh, I appreciate you, and it's great to see the OTS family being represented on AW Dynamite in Las Vegas. I a great thing. It. I gotta
2: go back and check it out right. It now. was
0: all over the place. So thank you to whoever uh, brought that sign in. We we love you and we appreciate you. And uh, as many off the script signs as we could get on television, it is a great thing. It marks. Uh, it, I I mark out when I see it. So uh, I love it. Thank you guys. Um, what, we have MJF here? Jesse uh, Wardlow gets the entrance. Uh, security guards, no entrance. He's in the ring, and MJF obviously needs to un, unlatch the the handcuffs. And MJF is like, oh, oh, I can't, I can't find the key. Find and, key? And, and he doesn't, he doesn't get uh, Wardlow on, on, unattached from the, from the handcuffs. This allows Spears to attack him as the match sounds, and MJF calls for the bell. So they drove Wardlow face first into the cage wall. Wardlow came back on Spears while handcuffed. MJF tried to bait Wardlow into attacking him because of what reason. I, I guess MJF could disqualify him at that point, right? But there's no rules. In the in the steel cage match, So oh, he's still trying to bait Wardlow into hitting him, but MJF is the official, so I guess whatever he says goes. He could have easily disqualified him there, Jesse. No, you can't. You can't disqualify him now. Well, MJF could. He's the referee. Can do whatever he wants. Well, I mean, I think the one
2: thing that he couldn't do that I would that I would agree with him not being able to do is call for a DQ. I mean, if we're gonna say hey, it's a cage match, that means it's no DQ. He would have to literally change the rules of the match, stop the match and say, hey, this will now restart as a as a disqualification match because you're in a no DQ match. Yes. So I'll 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 follow, you know, I'm trying to, you know, follow along with this. But there's a point we're going to come into this match where I'm like, that's that was dumb. That was stupid.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That didn't make sense or that wouldn't have made sense if he did that. But. He tried to yeah. bait him into hitting him, which would have not made any sense. And then he spit in his face, but Wardlow broke his way out of the handcuffs in, in this barbaric way. He just ripped them, uh, and he freed himself there. He beat down Spears. Wardlow landed a Centon, which barely connected on Sean Spears. Looked great, but it barely grazed him. And he went for a cover, but MJF did not make the count, Jesse. He... Falls to the mat, he goes to cover it, and MJF just uh, sits there looking like uh, he's a little hes a little girl sitting on his bed just uh, daydreaming about her fucking high school crush, man. He's just looking at Wardlow. It, it's, uh, it's crazy how the kitchen sink was thrown at Wardlow even up until this point, and there's nothing Wardlow could do about it. So oh. Wardlow eventually set up for the Powerbomb Symphony, but MJF kicked him in the balls... And Sean Spears was allowed to hit the C4 off of this spot. MJF then attempted to fast count, but Wardlow kicked out in time. Now, I know, Jesse, you had a problem with this, and this was one of the logic gaps to you. Small one, but even though it was a small one, it was still a logic gap. If MJF is the referee, Jesse, why didn't he just count one, two, three, even if Wardlow kicked out? Just count the fucking three. <laughs> just just count just count the fucking three. I'm the
2: ref. What I and this is where this is where it you know it would apply. Hey, I'm the ref. I was in the ring. I don't care what the replay says. I was first hand and I saw the shoulders were down for the three. Period. He he got up too late. I'm the ref. And that's the end of it. The ref call is final. He didn't change the rules of the match. He called what he saw. You know, I know it'd be a super fast count. I know the shoulder would have came up, but if you're the ref.
0: You just do it. So what it what it looked like, Jesse is MJF had some sort of sympathy for MJF, uh, for uh, for Wardlow. MJF showed some sympathy tonight. Is that is that what uh, we all saw underneath all this little illogical situation? I just saw that stupidity on MJF's
2: part. That's Maybe how, he was trying how... to do the right thing. Maybe
0: the first time in his life, no. man, he tried to do the right thing.
2: No, no, you are the only person. On the planet Earth, that watched that show and thought for a half of a second that maybe Maxwell Jacob Freeman was trying to do the
0: right fucking thing. He tried to be a fair and right down the middle referee, bro. In that, in that three, in that less than three seconds, two seconds. War,
2: MJF does not give a single fuck about doing the right thing. I don't know why. I mean, and this, and this, and look, guys, this goes back to us talking about this match last week when the way they booked it, I think that the the stipulation they put in place kind of was going to lead to this no matter what. No matter what. Because, I mean, well, if, if Warlow doesn't win the match, he doesn't get his match with MJF. Well, nobody wants that. Plus, we know we're getting the match. You know, so how in the hell is he going to... I mean, somehow Warlow should have lost this match, you know, barring and mean, get rid of this ridiculous, stupid stipulations and the ref, everything else. If Warlow would have lost this match... I think we would have gone into um, the pay-per-view with a little bit more of uncertainty of who's to actually going to win. Right now, it looks like it's going to be all MJF is going to
0: win. I, st- I, I still don't know how you get to that conclusion. What do you I, mean, uh, man? Who's still I, tall I, at the, the, the go-home show? Bro, this is not Bruce Pritchard writing Monday Night Raw, bro. This is Tony Khan and AEW, okay? We're, We're not wasting more? months of television on MJF beating Wardlow. Uh, hey, man. it won't. Uh, Like this. There we go. It won't be the last match. I don't want to see another match. Me either, but it won't be the last match. (laughs) We'll see. I don't know. Spears hit the C4. Fast count by MJF. Wardlow kicked out. Spears left the cage. He walked out of the cage because, you know, that's what they do. And he produced a steel chair from outside. So MJF set up Wardlow to be struck with this steel chair. Two on one situation. Wardlow moved out of the way, and Spears landed a shot to the head with a steel chair on MJF. He fell down like a sack of potatoes. Wardlow pulled the shraps down. Powerbomb Symphony. MJF did not move from the chair shot. In comes Bryce Remsburg, and he was sent out there as a backup referee, and that was it. After four powerbombs and one of them on the steel chair, the fourth one, that is, Wardlow wins the steel cage match. After the match, security comes in, and they were all taken out by Wardlow one by one. I didn't even know how many guys got in there. I lost count. The last guy got powerbombed outside the ring between the cage and the ring. Uh, Wardlow climbed the cage and celebrated as as Wardlow was officially announced for double or nothing. Um, I love the steel cage match. I thought it was quick. It was to the point. It didn't overstay its welcome. They did what they needed to do. Outside of the the little illogical details, Jesse, as far as MJF is concerned and making him look a little silly, I thought that this entire feud was very well executed. And this feud, even though I say it was very well executed, it did involve a throwback angle with the 10 lashes that MJF did with Cody Rhodes. They did the same thing with Wardlow. They made it different. They didn't follow the step-by-step playbook that they did with Cody. They did take it and make it into their own. Still the same angle regardless last week. But I I think everything that we've seen as far as MJF and him being as nasty as they come to Wardlow and really getting under everybody's skin as far as his heel character is concerned, we've seen the ascent of Wardlow in this feud. And it's very much mirroring Batista. A lot of people are making those comparisons to early Batista. A lot of people are making those comparisons to Goldberg with the Wardlow chance being, being very similar to to Goldberg back in the uh, Nitro days. There was even a great shot in this match, Jesse, uh, right before the steel cage shot, uh, the uh, steel chair shot, that is, where Wardlow, in, in the distance, he he came up from, like, the the fucking abyss behind Sean Spears. And shout out to Sean Spears for his facial, uh, for his facial uh, in in the match. His his body language is fantastic. He sold us like, uh, like gold. Uh, Wardlow comes up from behind like a, a fucking creature from the sea, And he looks at uh, Sean Spears and and takes him out with the powerbomb symphony. Uh, That was a great shot. Everything that they're doing Jesse about uh, as, as meticulous as it is to build Wardlow up, he's going to be the next big thing in AEW. And it's we're going to look two years from now as to why and how we got here. We're going to look at this in detail the last two months of what Wardlow's done here. Yeah.
2: I I think the, I think the transformation of Wardlow is done. I I, I think, I think we're done. I I think um, MJF is, Literally did a fantastic job at at getting him over. Um, and I think at this point, they can kind of book Wardlow any way they want. And I think he's pretty much going to be bulletproof because he's over. Yeah, he's over, man. The crowd fucking loves him. And and which, you know, really leads me to believe that Wardlow's going to lose because Wardlow can lose this match. And especially as long as he gets, he gets screwed over. Look, MJF cannot be wore a little clean. Let's make that, let's get that fucking straight right now. When I say MJF needs to win, he needs to win by any means necessary and definitely not clean. Absolutely not clean, but he takes that loss and he becomes more sympathetic, you know, as a baby face. And then they really want to see MJF get his ass kicked for the way he cheated to win and everything else. But Nonetheless, man, yeah. It, 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 I think I think the job has been done at getting Wardlow over and he can kind of do whatever he wants when he's done with this MJF view and it's gonna it's gonna work. He can run for a title if he wants.
0: Yeah. Uh, I could see I could see Wardlow um too soon for a world championship. He doesn't really fit into those cards yet. No, no, I, no. I could absolutely see him carry the TNT championship and carry that belt for a very long time. I think yes. that would be fantastic for him.
2: Yes, yes. Um, Jonathan Spaulding says, could Brian Cage come in and cost Wardlow the match?
0: Yes, that's a possibility. But, I mean, we yes. talked about that months ago. And uh, Brian Cage, after that one appearance on Ring of Honor Supercard during WrestleMania weekend, we haven't heard a fucking breath and a peep from Brian Cage. So, I don't know what's going on with him and where he's going to fit in. Yeah, so. we could see. We could see. what I mean, I, I,
2: I actually like that idea. It would make sense. It would give MJF a more... Um,
0: uh, a heavier heavy, if that makes any sense. Yeah, and yeah, I do you think know. MJF needs a heavy. Oh, shout out! There we shout go. Shout out here for Angel Alaga with a one hundred and twenty-five dollar super chat. I gotta get some sound effects for the stream when we get these types of bombs. I need to. I need to get some like explosion. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Jesse's got the fucking crowd queued up, man. I gotta get some uh, some bomb sound effects for the stream but angel alago with a 125 dollars super chat very good show tonight he says and double or nothing is looking like a great pay-per-view love your stream as always especially with jesse thank you angel we both appreciate you being in the ots venue jesse jericho is a wizard and he, 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 burned, he burned some poor schmuck backstage who was wearing a John Moxley t-shirt, man. He, he threw a fireball in this guy's face just because he is Gandalf the White, bro. I put, out a, I put out a tweet that said Jericho just
2: burned a black guy in the back for no reason, and Las Vegas cheered him. So Las Vegas are a bunch of fucking heels, as far as I'm concerned, man.
0: Bro, Jericho being a wizard is fantastic. He is so good. Him be, him being a wizard and him trademark marking that Jericho is a wizard is I don't know if he has any does he have any wizard t-shirts? I have to buy one. I don't know I'm 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 sure it's coming. I need Jer listen Jericho, bro, if you, if anybody gets this to Jericho, I need I need a t-shirt with with some form of uh wizardry on it. I I need it. And this is great, man. I mean, this is not like the Alexa Bliss situation where she was fucking throwing fireballs and uh, having uh, rafters come down on top of Randy Or. This is this is legitimately wizardry yeah, by Chris. He, yeah, he, can, he, he, he is, bro. It. Listen, bro, Jericho right now, as far as I am concerned, is greater than Harry Potter.
2: <laughs> well, he he explains why he gets to throw fireballs. Like you know, you if you are looking at it, saying, "Wait, what the fuck? Why is this wrestler throwing fireballs at people on TV?" Well, Jericho comes out and explains it. I am a wizard. That's it. Oh. Okay. That's then, all you need to know.
0: Hey, listen, if, Jer- if Jericho was in the Harry Potter realm, bro, he'd absolutely be part of Slytherin. No <laughs> I don't, question. I don't, get, I don't get that reference, man. You don't watch Harry Potter? You haven't watched any of the Harry Potters? Moving on. Jesse apparently does not uh, have uh, an inner child within him, I-, I-, I guess. I don't know. There you go. Well, listen, bro, that's my fucking shtick, bro. You can't have crickets on your end. Those are shitty crickets, man. What the, What are they? Birds? Fucking crickets. What do you? Those have? don't like, sound like crickets, man.
2: What do you have? Premium fucking crickets? Yes.
0: What the fuck is- yes. Oh yeah. You, well, you don't even have crickets that way, I man. You got them fucking cicadas out there, man. Jesus fucking Christ! <sighs> hey, I never hey. heard anything so fucking loud in my entire life. Hey, we have
2: not had a single cicada this year yet, buddy. Yes. So, uh, give it. On. Give it three. Give it
0: three weeks. Hey, don't jinx me, man. Don't, don't Jesus jinx Jesus fucking us, man. Christ, man! I look up what they fucking were, man. I couldn't sleep with the fucking loud they were Ugh, when I was out they, there. They are annoying. Yes, they're very loud. Anyway, uh, Jericho is a wizard. The Jericho Appreciation Society right backstage. Uh, Daniel Garcia and uh, the J A S walked by this guy with a John Moxley T-shirt. Jericho threw a fireball in his face. You get a fireball in your face because I'm a wizard. Now, nothing is being done here, bro. I mean, are they going to suspend him? Are they going to dock him pay? I mean, there's nothing being done about fireballs being thrown in people's faces. Nothing. I even tweeted at Christopher Daniels, man.
2: I don't know. To see if we get some kind of some kind of disciplinary action or something. You just can't go around throwing fireballs at fucking people around the fucking arena, man.
0: Apparently Jericho can. Maybe maybe his other talent is that he uh, could cloak uh, himself and vanish, uh, being okay, that he's a no wizard. Man. I wonder, what, I wonder what other powers he has.
2: I will go up the fucking ladder. I already complained to the Fallen Angel. Let's see where else we can go with this.
0: Listen, if Jericho ever goes back to WWE, I need him to throw a fireball in Bruce Prichard's face. Seriously. Oh, my God. We, we have to take this wizardry to Monday Night Raw. Maybe Vince. How about that? Uh, hopefully Vince is not there. Oh. Vince may be a wizard himself, man, with how he fucking doesn't age. I don't know. Yeah, he's never going to die. You know that, right? No, I know. I know. I'll, I'll be here at sixty years. old still complaining about a one hundred year old Vince McMahon. Oh, well, yeah. you know, I tell you, I can't take this raw anymore, man. I'm convinced that. I mean,
2: look, I think Vince may have died a long time ago, and he just fucking cloned himself, man. Of course he did. I mean, Vince is not for all you waiting for Vince to die. You gotta, bro. You
0: Vince, got Vince would, Vince would rather cryogenically freeze himself than hand over the company to somebody else that would make it better.
2: Vince McMahon is never gonna fucking die.
0: No, no, and if he does, Nick Khan is taking over. So uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll be, shut out of, be we'll be shit out of luck when we're fucking sixty years old in our yeah. rocking chairs, bro. Fucking talking about WWE, you know? He really, he really is. Sadly,
2: dude. I mean, with all of this shit going on with Hunter being bumped, Stephanie walking away, Shane getting fired, Nick Khan is definitely gonna run the WWE when Vince McMahon decides to stop. Not when he dies, because he's never gonna fucking die. No.
0: That's a sad day when that comes. What is not a sad day is CM Punk and Adam Page face-to-face here. We got Tony Schiavone in the ring. He introduced Punk, and he was obviously incredibly over in Las Vegas. Everybody's excited about Punk being in the main event. Hangman then came out, and he's got this chip on his shoulder. He's not really wanting Punk to come into his backyard and take a steaming dump on his front lawn. And... CM Punk is out there with Shivani. He's very calm. He's very cool, very collected. So Shivani approached Punk first and asked if he's prepared to be AEW champion. And he says he loves the fans and appreciates their support and plans to leave as AEW champion. Very simple, very cut and dry by Mr. Punk. Shivani asked Hangman about Punk's, you know, just kind of being off the charts with his confidence. And Hangman says he already said what he was going to do. Did I stutter? He said. So he told Punk there's nothing he can do to him to take the championship away from him on Sunday night. Shivani said he seems like a determined champion. Punk then says he doesn't understand why he seems to be taking this so personally. He said he holds the gold for a reason. He's tough. He's one of the toughest guys in the locker room. He said, this is just business for me. It's not any other reason. I got my title shot because I got my title shot. It's not personal. Shivani then told Hangman, it seems like there's a lot of respect there. Hangman took the mic and reminded Punk that he's going to destroy and annihilate and embarrass him on Sunday. He says he didn't mean at double or nothing, though. I meant right now. He says he's going to be waiting for this moment, or he has been waiting for this moment for months. He said he imagined sitting cross-legged on the, on the stage and taking out a lighter and setting a pipe bomb on fire and rolling it down to Punk in the ring to blow up in his face. He said that would be cathartic and feel good. How full circle for you, huh? Right here in Vegas, another punk chant started in the crowd. Obviously, because everybody knows the summer of punk and WWE and what he did with John Cena. Punk is uh, synonymous with Vegas just because of that. So he says he realizes he can't do it now. And not because I'm afraid I'd get fired after... Uh, all that I went through and, you know, through walking down, you know, through the the curtain, he said that he's not scared of Punk, period. Hangman says he thought about what he wanted to say to Punk the more he realized that's what Punk would do. He said he didn't want to watch this match. Uh, or he didn't want this match because of his pettiness and hatred and cowardice. He says he will say this to his face and he, would, he will say it how, he, uh, how exactly he feels about him. I don't hate you. I almost pity you. And I have no respect for you. And you've done everything that you wanted to do since you got here. He says he doesn't understand what it means to be champion after all these years. He said being a champion isn't just about what happens on camera, but also off camera, behind the scenes when no one is watching. You talk a big game about workers' rights, but you've shown the same exact uh, way, the opposite way, in fact, since you got here. Hangman said he'll be defending his title, not against him, but from him. He got in Punk's face. They had to stare down. We got a a cowboy shit chant from uh, from the fans of Vegas towards Adam Page. Hangman then handed the mic back to Shivani. And Punk, as calm as could be, says he still doesn't know why he's taking this so personally. He says he's talking in circles, and it's a big riddle. He said he'll have to do something about it on Sunday. He said win, lose, or draw. He still respects him. He said the roads he traveled to get here were paved by him. He said the house he built was constructed from lumber from the trees that I chopped down. He said the road he traveled to get to AEW happened because he gave him the blueprint. Punk said he will shake his hand on Sunday. In fact, you'll shake my hand right now. And Punk puts his hand in Hangman's face, and he puts his hands on on, uh, Adam Page. But Adam Page gets angry, Jesse, and he punched Punk down to the ground. So Hangman punched Punk and then he left. Punk, Punk sat in the ring and he didn't do anything. He didn't get up to attack. He didn't get up to, to show anger. He, he sat there and he laughed at Jesse. He laughed at Adam Page after he punched him down. Why did CM Punk laugh? Maybe because Punk knows he was being
2: a passive aggressive dick. And he knows his point. His whole intention was to get under his skin, and he did just that. And he got what he wanted. He got him angry. He got him pissed off. I think that was what he was trying to do. I think he was trying to get under his skin a little bit, and he did it. And then Punkers is like, "Okay, all right, this is what I wanted. This we'll see about we we'll see about that this Sunday." That's the feeling I got from it.
0: I think that everything that uh, I, I, have, I have some people texting me. Um, about Page and Jericho, being that we just got done with the segments that we just talked about, Jericho. Uh, some people tell me Jericho's uh, Appreciation Society is some of the worst AEW television of the year. I don't think so. And then I got people telling me that Adam Page's promo uh, was not good at all and that uh, he went around in circles and he didn't really make any sense. I don't know what there is to not make sense about. Adam Page, I thought, was very direct in his promo towards CM Punk, and CM Punk was just as direct back to Page. I mean, this is exactly what we needed, Jesse. We talked about this for months. You know, Adam Page showing that uh, cowardice towards Lance Archer, that's not really what we wanted to see. And we said it from that Texas death match, Adam Page needs to be more like what we saw on television tonight. And he's been doing that slowly but surely, little by little. This may be the best Adam Page that we've seen on AEW television in all three years of AEW. It is. And I think
2: the text you get about him... Not being good right now, I think that's living proof of what I said earlier, and people are gonna complain no matter which Hangman you get. Now, I'll I'll give it this much: I don't think they're the exact same people, you know, that are complaining on both ends. I think if you get, you know, half the people are gonna complain about the current Hangman and not having not happy with his title run. So I think they make adjustments and do this and do that, comes out better. And now the other half are unhappy about his current title run and think it should be different. No one is going to be happy entirely. No one. I mean, whoever becomes champion, no one is going to be happy entirely. People are going to not like it or complain about it. I, like Again, I think it's just important you, just, you make the majority happy, and the majority of the fans are, are very happy with Hangman's title run right
0: now. I think the only part, the only part that I would say that did not make sense as far as Adam Page's promo was concerned, um, and I don't know why this was thrown in there, he mentioned something about Punk being for uh, workers' rights backstage and how he's uh, a model uh, locker room leader or, or something along those lines. He, he he said something along the lines of, um, you know, he is the opposite of workers' rights behind the scenes. I don't believe that for a single second. I think Punk is, uh, for everybody, getting equal opportunity backstage, and Punk has been one of the more outspoken people backstage, not only within AEW, but... All of the injustices that we see coming out of WWE, even with the Sasha Banks and Naomi situation, Punk really chimed in on that as well. Uh, he is for workers' rights. So that's the only part I really scratch my head over. Like, why would you say that? Because that that obviously rings untrue as far as CM Punk is concerned. Well, maybe that's what we see on the surface. Maybe Hangman just dropped a little bit of truth on us that we don't know about just yet. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know why anybody would believe Paige when saying that. I mean... Maybe it's just a part of the story.
2: Maybe just a part of the, the you know, the the feud. But what if we later find out different?
0: Maybe he's lying because he is more going to show himself as a heel over the next couple of weeks. Maybe he's lying to get under Punk's skin and saying things that aren't necessarily true. Yeah, it could be too. I I, I think, I, I don't think,
2: I, I'm starting to believe now that this tweener turn is going to come full turn, full heel turn at some point. Um, dealing with punk the only the only thing the only thing that makes me think that that might not be true at all is because of the plans that appear that they have for him after he's done being champion with the elite and the bully club and everything else uh you think he's going to be involved with them yes oh yeah i i think he'll be involved with them but not necessarily on their side i think he'll be feuding with them though
0: yeah, that uh, that I, I you know it's kind of taking a backseat for now. I think I think we'll we'll see that ramped up when Omega comes back, and we'll have uh, yeah. a better understanding of where Paige fits into. I I hope that he's a part of that. I really hope yeah. that he's a part of that. He he should be a part of that.
2: Oh God, yeah, when yeah when he's done when he's done with his with his title run, man, he's gonna be fully enthralled into the elite, um, Kenny and uh, the Switchblade. Everybody, yeah. he, he's gonna be involved in all of that shit, man. Yeah.
0: Uh, regardless, before we even get there, I'm excited for this match. I, I think both of these guys killed it tonight. And uh, I personally do think that Punk walks out as the AEW world champion. That's just my opinion. We got a video package, Jesse, about Jade Cargill and Anna Jay for the TBS championship at Double or Nothing. I don't think that this match needs to be taking place. I don't know why Anna Jay is uh, challenging for the TBS championship. We haven't seen Anna Jay on Dynamite or Rampage in many, many, many weeks, Jay pointed out that she's already beat Jay. Jay says she's learned from the veterans on the roster since then, and she's ready to be the best. I don't know why this match could not wait until the following Friday or Wednesday on Dynamite, Jesse. This is a match, in my opinion, that is just being put on the pay-per-view because they want Jade on the pay-per-view. Uh, whether or not it makes sense, uh, I-, I think this is a mistake.
2: This, can, this could have also gone to the buy-in. Yes. I mean, this easily could have been a buy we get, I mean, and they probably didn't go to the buy-in because people would have complained that a women's match was being relocated to the fucking buy-in.
0: Yes, well, but, those <laughs> those, people, those people complain because, uh, I mean, they, they feel like they, they, they have a voice and the louder they fucking complain, the the more uh, weight that it's going to hold. But, you know, the reality of the situation, and they may not like the truth because it goes against their fucking narrative, Jade hasn't really been in any, anything substantial uh, for a little bit now, ever since she won that big 30, that big three zero, She hasn't really done much of anything, and Anna Jay hasn't been on TV, so why are they deserving of a pay-per-view match when you have an entire loaded, maybe to the brim, pay-per-view, and, and this match is just going to take time away from something else that honestly needs it? Yeah, it it, it is going to eat up. It's going to eat up to whatever
2: time. Maybe, I mean, it's going to be a quick match, and people are going to complain about that. But um, Anna J is Anna. I think Anna J is actually a, a good opponent for Jade, um, in the sense of look. And I'm glad I've been I've been singing Jade Cargill's praises for weeks upon weeks on this show. So, um, but with that being said, I'm going to say what I got to say now. She is still not very great in the ring, and uh, uh, um, Jade Cargill, but. Putting her in the ring with someone like Anna Jay will make Jay Cargill look that much better. It really will. She 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 towels over her as far as her stature goes. Um Anna Jay, believe it or not, is gonna sell very well for Jay Cargill. Um and the match will make Jade look great. But it again, it just not seem it does not seem like a pay-per-view draw match, though.
0: No. No, this that's is that, that's the, the only thing. Yeah, this match is completely unnecessary. I mean, I haven't seen Jay in a little bit. Um, I haven't seen Anna Jay in a little bit. I haven't seen Jade in in a little bit either. I mean, she hasn't really been uh, in anything but uh, as support for Red Velvet and Cara Hogan. That, that's about it. Oh, she's so, been on Dark a lot. So uh, we'll we'll see what happens here. But they 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 did announce that match as officially being on the main card on Sunday night. Charlie Moxley and Eddie Kingston beat Private Party Jesse. This was about five or six minutes or so. Uh, Kingston and Moxley attacked before the bell, completely dominated this match. An uh, in inzuguri by uh, Quentin, uh, and this allowed for him to get a hot tag. Both Private Party landed, dives on the outside on both Kingston and Moxley. Cassidy hit a diving stunner before Quentin landed a shooting star press for a two-count. Uh, Private Party wanted to go for their signature silly string, but Kingston hit the uh, big back fist, and Moxley laid in some uh, forearm shots. Before hitting the paradigm shift on Isaiah Cassidy for the one, two, three. It's not uh, this, a paradigm shift. Well, I mean, they 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 called it a paradigm shift, but it's a double underhook suplex, yes. Yes. So yes, so, or, or, yeah. or, or or the Death Rider, I'm assuming they call it in New Japan. But they so call it a know. paradigm shift here. No, I don't know why. I don't know why either, but uh this match was basically on the show to sell the entire uh arena anarchy match that's the Blackpool Combat Club will be having with the Jericho Appreciation Society, which will what then is lead. That? I have no idea. I guess it's a five-on-five five Texas Tornado match. I have no idea. I don't know how they're going to go about this match. And ten, imagine 10 men in Las Vegas having this fucking huge brawl around ringside. It's going to be fucking chaos. It's going to be chaos. I mean, wh- wh- when did that? Did they just announce that here tonight? Well, they, they, they used the term anarchy last week on Dynamite, and then they put it in the graphic this week. I don't know what type of match that is. Maybe somebody should have asked the fucking question about what type of match that's going to be. Honestly, I said it last week. I'm going to say it again. If they want to do five-on-five, it should be an elimination match. I think it should be Survivor Series rules here. And obviously, we're not getting a Blood and Guts match at the pay-per-view. I think that would have been too too much. Jesse, we're going to get Blood and Guts on Dynamite at some point in the near future, and it's going to be between these two teams, and that's going to be the the blow-off for this feud. I, I don't mind that at all, but...
4: I, I, I wish we
0: I, I wish we had some ruling on what type of match this is going to be. If you do ten guys, especially these ten guys, Jesse and No Holds Barred, chaos around, nobody's going to be able to follow all the fucking carnage that's going to be happening on Sunday night. No, there's no reason why well yeah, we
2: there's no reason why we should not get a blood and guts here with this feud and these guys, unless is the is the pay per view at the T Mobile? Yeah. Maybe they
0: couldn't fit the double ring, double cage in the T-Mobile arena. Bro, the show is so loaded that I don't think Tony Khan wants to put this match on top of everything else on the same show. This match is, uh, is enough to sell you on a Dynamite. He, he needs—I I get where he's going with this. He's probably saving it for a Dynamite on, on a week where there's no NBA playoffs. He's probably waiting Great. for the fucking finals to end. And they're going to put commercial breaks in a blood and guts match. Well, they did it last year. And, did we enjoy that? I enjoyed the match, yes. I, I, could, I could deal without the fucking four commercial breaks in between, yes.
2: Yeah, I get it. I mean, I get what you're saying. But it just seems like that, that's, a, that's also a huge pay-per-view draw. So, I don't, so I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. How can you overload a card? I mean, the match is happening. Bro, this show is about 12 hours long on Sunday night. But the match is already happening, though. I mean, it's not like, you get, it's not like you're cutting the match out. The match is already happening. I, I
0: think they announced, like, 11 matches for Sunday night, man. It's crazy. Wow. Crazy. I don't. I don't. I don't. I do want the shows overloaded. You know. I get why they got to do it. They only got four of these things all year. But um, you know, there's gonna be a lot going on. Man, our heads are gonna be fucking ready to explode on Sunday night. Yeah, it's true, man. Quality over quantity, man. Quality over quantity. I don't know. Anyway, we got Moxley and Kingston beating the private party after the match was over. Jericho's Appreciation Society beat down Moxley and Kingston, but Santana and Ortiz. Uh, Brian Danielson ran out. He is not injured, by the way. He was out there. I don't know what the fuck happened on Rampage. You got any uh, inside uh, info on that, Jesse? Or what happened with that? I know they showed it on the YouTube channel. He wasn't hurt. Maybe it was a uh, maybe it was a great sell job, and everybody was just fooled at how great Brian is.
2: Yeah, I mean, if um, the 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 chatter around is that he was just working the fans on that one. Yeah, I mean, I mean, which is which is fine. I mean, it's not like they didn't they never they never aired it as part of the story. They just showed it tonight for the first time on TV. You know, we saw it, you know, as it happened live and we, you know, came to our own conclusion. So it worked us a little bit, which is fine. I mean, as long as he's OK, it seems like he's not all the way OK because he wasn't out there to, to actually get in the ring. But
0: oh, he was brawling. He was brawling with Jericho at the end of this thing. He was throwing bombs at Jericho.
2: Yeah. But why wasn't he in the match with Moxley?
0: Uh, I don't know. Maybe he's selling it. I don't know.
2: He's in the Blackpool Combat Club. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so maybe he's not 100%, or maybe he's not as hurt as we you know, originally thought.
0: Yeah, maybe. Uh, well, e- either way, he'll be ready for the pay-per-view, and yeah. uh, Brian is not as seriously injured as everybody was afraid of. Last Wednesday when we uh, talked about this as uh, AEW taped Rampage last week, and we saw that happen on Friday. Uh, Jer- Jericho, Jesse, I-, I forgot to mention this. He came out uh, to do commentary with William Regal for this match, and Judas came on, and everybody was set to sing Judas, and Jericho himself stopped the music, told everybody to shut the music off, and he says Las Vegas is not deserving of singing our song here tonight this week. And I, I love that man. You know, they, they, people are like, "Oh, why is he using Judas?" Jericho gave you a reason as to why he discussed it with Tony Khan, and Tony Khan says that Judas is a huge aspect to the AW fans and, and the experience live. And Jericho obviously still wants to use it because it's synonymous with who he is and who. Uh, he has in the group and what he does on TV. But he said, shut the fucking music off. You guys are not out. Uh, you not you guys are not deserving of singing my song. Nice little touch there, man. I like it. I love it. I don't like
2: it. I love it. I mean, if they're going to come out and be, you know, heels and be dicks, why are they coming out playing a song and smiling and watching the fans sing along? This, you, I mean, and then 30 seconds later, you're going to shit on them all. Be a heel or be a baby face, you know? So I, I hope, I sincerely hope that they don't play Judas next time they come out. I mean, they 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 stopped at mid play this time, but I say change it, you know. Pick, I mean, like everyone said, I mean, from what I could understand from you and from the chat, Fozzie has a lot of fucking dark songs that would work for them in a heel role. Advertise one of his other songs. Tell the people I made more than one fucking song.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I'd like to see it just because I get a kick out of it because I, I've been listening to Fozzie since their uh, their first album. But you know i don't I don't think that's going to change, but if he does more of that, uh, I think that would uh, definitely add to the heel factor of the j a s
2: yeah, and again, and I agree with what him and you know t. k are saying about the song, but again, you said this before, it can always come back when Jericho goes back to babyface, and it'll make it that much more of a moment you know when Jer- when 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 Judas came back and everything else you know.
0: You know what they should go back to man? You know what Jericho should bring back. He should go back to uh, break the walls down. Well, (laughs) oh god, no! Fucking Jericho, man, that was a great fucking theme song. Man, him and and Big Show, man. Man,
2: No, (laughs) I can talk about Big Show all I want. He already fucking blocked me years. What about what about Show Miz? (laughs) I think they deserve each other. Oh my hey, God. I don't re- I don't remember was I, when when we tested this on the stream yards was I able to do a screen
0: share? Um, with me, yes, but on the stream, I don't think we've done it on the stream. Here, yeah, I'm gonna try it right now. What, what are you sharing with everybody? The the
2: sign the um off the script sign. I'm oh yeah,
0: go ahead. Let's see. Let's, let's see. Let's, let's see if this works. Jesse is about to share. Maybe possibly the so off the see. script sign that was uh, visible in the aisleway tonight during AEW Dynamite. If he can get his stream yard to work here. Do you? So you see me on your screen? I see you. I, I see you on. I'm looking at OBS right now. I see you. How about now? I see nothing. It should, I should be sharing it now. I see nothing. See nothing at all? I see nothing. Let me see if it comes up on the stream. Bro, it's not coming up on the stream. I'm looking at you. Okay? You looking at me? I'm looking at you. Yes. I see you. I see nothing. We're moving on. It says I'm sharing. We're moving on, man. Everybody believes uh, us, man. Why would be Why would be we fib about an OTS sign? Oh, I, had, I just crowd. hadn't seen. I hadn't seen it. Yet. All right. Well, now you see yeah. it. Uh, Caprice Coleman, Jesse. He was on commentary for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship match between FTR and Rapongi Vice. Man, Caprice Coleman is a quality act on commentary. Man, I quite enjoy his work. I've never heard of him. He was at the Ring of Honor show. He did it with uh, Ian Riccoboni, bro. He was the color uh, okay.
2: Okay. Oh well, I just I don't remember him then. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, if Caprice Coleman's listening to the show, then uh, uh, I apologize for my for my tag team partner here who doesn't uh, do his research, man. Or maybe he has early onset Alzheimer's. I don't know. Hey, man, do uh, you watch uh, Dark? Uh, I I do not watch Dark. No, I do. No, I would rather be playing Destiny. Oh God, that's what or I'm maybe doing. When watching- or maybe cooking dinner. That's what I'm doing when you're watching Monday Night Raw, asshole. Uh, Well, I don't blame you at that point. I mean, I don't know why anybody watches Monday Night Raw. But we watched FTR and Rapongi Vice, man. This was uh, going pretty well here. This was going pretty well here. I uh, love the fact that FTR is getting the accolades that they deserve. I said this on Twitter. Uh, Bro, uh, listen, man, it, it may be outlandish for me to say to some people, but if I was to pick, and some of you may think I'm fucking crazy or some of you may not think I'm crazy. Maybe Jesse thinks I'm crazy for what I'm about to say. If I was to pick a wrestler of the year right now, bro, and quote me on this, I mean every word of this. If I was to pick a wrestler of the year up until, uh, we're going into June this week, right? I think Dax Harwood right now in 2022 is the, is the wrestler of the year so far.
2: I can see that. I wouldn't pick him myself, but I don't think I would argue with that too much. Um just because we haven't seen a, a, like enough of them in singles matches yeah. to call them Wrestler of the Year, I guess. I
0: mean, well, if you want to add the tag team work into that, I mean, with what well, he does, well, now I want to
2: call them Tag Team of the Year.
0: Dude. Well, I mean, that's gonna be that's gonna be a given. That's
2: like That's like that's like saying that 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 um uh the god what's the fucking other guy's name man? I'm drawing a blank here. Daxon... Daxon. What the fuck? The other fucking FTR guy. Jesus fucking Christ, man. Do you really have all the cash? Wheeler. Yeah, there we go. Brain fart. Brain fart. So that's basically saying that Dax is a candidate for wrestler of the year, but as a tag team, not so much. So what are we saying?
0: Cash sucks? No, cash doesn't suck. Cash has not been featured in a singles role as much as Dax has been but the tag team has been great, right? The tag, there's their tag team of the year and they will have matched. Nothing has even come close to the Briscoes versus FDR so far. Nothing.
2: Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I, I definitely, I, I, they're definitely in, in, my, um, in my run for tag team of the year. I think they've had a breakout year for their, for their, their entire career. Um, I think this baby face run for them is, um, it feels, it, to be honest with you, man, it feels experimental, it really does, and, and it seems like they just they're going to give it a run and give it a trap, but they just feel like natural heels.
0: yeah they, they, they do. I feel that same way, but um, you know, I, I honestly think it's just uh, an appreciation from the fans uh, because of how great their body of work has been. i I, I do agree with you. I think they are just natural heel, heels and they just look like a heel tag team. but when you look at the, the body of work that they've done this year, it warms my soul to see them get these types of reactions and, and people are finally seeing how good they really are. They, they were never given the opportunity on the main roster. Uh, you and I go back to watching black and gold. We, we knew how fucking great they were as the revival in NXT. I yeah. mean, from there, you, you, you could have had them be the greatest tag team uh, in WWE, period. And that never happened. But now it took them to go to AEW to finally break out and show us. And, and it really makes me happy to see them finally getting the recognition that they deserve because they're so fucking good.
2: Yeah, they are they are fantastic, man. And it's um it's it's great. I I love seeing them get get the chance to shine right now and to do the great things that they're doing when their previous employer had them, you know, about to go out there in these ridiculous get ups and everything else, man. I mean it it's it's almost like a big slap in the face. I, I love seeing guys like FTR, Keith Lee. Tony Storm I like seeing all these people succeed in AEW to show just how much wasted talent WWE has let go
0: yeah it's crazy and FTR was in WWE you guys know um you know FTR and Randy Orton man that was a group that never got off the ground and could have been a fantastic fucking trio man and Vince didn't want it Vince didn't see them worthy to be with Randy Orton you believe that it is fucking ridiculous. Just the pedigree of Randy Orton and where he's come from and who his father is and the groups that he's been a part of, mixing it up with FTR that have that fucking vibe that's, you know, Randy Orton grew up around. Yeah. You, don't, you don't think that's a perfect fucking fit or they're deserving for that? And now it yeah. took Tony Khan to bring them on in and give them the platform and the foundation this year. And look at what they're doing with it. They're fucking owning it, they're killing it. It would have been a great fit. Um, FTR really embodies
2: everything that Randy's father they embody everything cowboy Bob Orton was all about in the ring, man. Mm-hmm. So the pairing was great. I mean, it made sense. It was great. There, I mean, Orton can be from the old school or he can rumble with the newer guys as well. I mean, that's how versed though he is, but pairing him with FTR was brilliant. And then they stopped doing it.
0: FTR KO. Yep. Never never fucking seen the light of day, man, because of some fucking demented old motherfucker, man, Vince McMahon. Anyway, the main thing about this match, it was fine for what it was. It went about six or seven minutes. Uh, The main story out of this match, Jesse, is the United Empire. This was Great O'Conn and Jeff Cobb, who will be, uh, and I'm excited because I think Jeff Cobb is great. He will be in Queens on Friday. Uh, Solid Monster and I will be calling his match against the former Bronson Reed. Jonah, It will be Jeff Cobb versus Jonah at House of Glory. You guys can order that on Fight TV. Uh, Jesse, I've been practicing my tsunami call. There we go. I, I, I got to get the tsunami call. That we may do a tsunami call in unison, all, all, all three of us, on commentary. Should be awesome. Man, it should, it, it should be, man. I mean, we, always, we knew Jonah would find his way around. What a you know, fucking make, fail that was, man. Holy shit.
2: Man. You know, I, I, I bet you, and I'm sure there's a lot of them, but I bet you, if you ask Triple H, the one guy he regrets the most being treated wrongly by NXT is, I would say, Jonah.
0: Yeah. I now mean, he's up n- there for n- sure.
2: yeah, none of them were treated fairly, the ones that were let go. Don't get me wrong. But if he had to pick one that just got the complete shaft, I would definitely say Jonah, man.
0: Yeah. He was I, I, promised
2: I, the world. They put the title on him and.
0: And if I get a, if I get a moment with him before the show, if I see him, I'm gonna I'm gonna shake his hand just just to let him know how I uh, how I feel there. That's yeah. What a botch, man! What a fucking. How do you let someone like that go? <laughs> it's they, crazy. They let him go.
1: They
2: let him go at the worst time for him because if you really think about it, if they would have kept the trajectory they had him on in WWE, the guy was on his way to becoming a decent star in you know in pro wrestling. I mean, he would have been great. But they let him go before he got a chance to develop and shine and get on TV and get his name out there. So letting him go then made him worth next to nothing. Yeah, it's almost the same as um, uh, of of um, Parker Boudreaux. Yeah, I mean he never got he never got a chance to really make his name big in the pro wrestling world. They let him go before that, so his value went from being almost next to the next Brock Lesnar to being he has nothing now. They promised him the world and they gave him nothing.
0: Yeah, that sucks, man. It's it's so bad what they did to him. But Jeff Cobb and, and Jonah should be a great match. Uh, Jeff Cobb was on tonight's show. Um, he came out with, with Great O'Conn, uh and they're part of the United Empire, who's led by uh, Will Ospreay, who was not there tonight. Um, I don't know if he was supposed to be there tonight, being that we saw the United Empire. The United Empire is Great O'Conn, Jeff Cobb, TJP, and Will Ospreay is the leader. Um, so that may get people talking about possible Will Ospreay. You know, he's out now with a, a kidney infection. He got pulled from a bunch of shows. So I don't know if he was actually supposed to be on the show or not tonight. But it, it is definitely something that I, I would imagine being a great talking point. And it's going to be a talking point because I know a lot of people want Will Osprey on AEW television just just for the amount of dream matches that are, are feasible here. But they're setting up, Jesse, whether it includes Osprey or not, or it's just, you know, these two members of the United Empire, they're setting up for forbidden door here. It may be Cobb and Gretel Converse versus FTR at the pay-per-view, or it may include Rapongi Vice as well for the Ring of Honor uh, tag team championships in a triple threat match. That's what it looked like to me on paper here. But um, either way, I-, I think they're setting up for the v- forbidden door here. I can see that. But you know what else I
2: want to point out that I appreciate about um, O'Conn and Cobb's uh, debut here tonight? It wasn't just, I mean, just due to the botched debuts we've had in the past, this one was done right. It was, there were a couple of guys that the live crowd didn't really know too much about, but at the same time, they knew who they were, where they were from. They knew where they were from, and that's why you get the vague holy shit chance. There was no lights going out. There was no, um, you know, teaser two weeks ago about, know, something new coming in and being huge. They just, it just did it. It just happened. So now you get these guys in the ring, wrecking fucking havoc in the crowd, like what the fuck, who was going on? And the people who know are like, holy shit, holy shit. You know, and they're talking to each other. Who is this? Oh, that's fucking Jeff Cobb, bro. I'm like, oh, no shit. You know, and the the the, the atmosphere was much better than like, who the fuck is this? Yeah. Like,
0: you, you know, it much better. Yeah. Much, 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 much better. Loved it. So they attacked. This match actually ended in disqualification. I could count how many disqualifications AEW's had in three years on one hand. So this was a rarity tonight. A, D- a DQ ended an AEW match. Uh, after the match, they did botch a double-team move. A uh, little, little mistiming on the fall-away slam double-team move there that was delivered by Gret O'Connor and Jeff Cobb. But they quickly rectified that. A huge tour of the islands by Cobb, which is his finishing move. And uh, then he put uh, Dax through a table on the outside. Okan did the same uh, with the eliminated to Trent before both guys stood tall, holding the ring of honor tag team title. So good stuff there. looks like we're heading towards forbidden door possibly with all three of these teams involved. The Hardys, they were backstage and they obviously are going toe to toe with the young bucks at the pay-per-view and that should be awesome So, we got a a Matt and Jeff Hardy promo here. Matt said their stories began very similar with good parents and clean lifestyles. He said they all had dreams of making it as big superstars in pro wrestling. And Matt said that's where their roads were different. He said the Bucks couldn't have survived in the 90s like they did. Hardy said when fans see them, they see Hardy cosplayers. He said someday they will legitimize themselves as the greatest of all time. Jeff said they're not in their prime. They're in over their prime. He said his run in AEW is the new beginning, approaching its end eventually. He said they're two little stepping stones on their way to becoming tag team champions. Matt said the Bucks will never be better than them and said they were better than them as babyfaces, tag teams in their prime, and now middle-aged and extreme. And he said they will both delete the Bucks on Sunday. He then told the Bucks they can never beat them, their heroes. So, I love this promo. I love the fact that uh, we got Matt and Jeff. Even though we've seen nothing but subtle teases here, Jesse, it hasn't been a full-blown storyline with the Bucks and the Hardys. But I think Jeff and Matt did enough here to really sell the importance on what they mean as a tag team to pro wrestling. How great the Bucks have been while also claiming that, yeah, you know, you guys found influence in us, but if we're both in the same place at the same time, you know, we're the ones that are the superstars and you guys are just want to be Hardys. It, it did really put a importance on this match, the way Jeff and Matt really cut this promo. I, I dug this.
2: This was fine. This was great. Um, I'm, I'm, it, it feels like to me, and maybe I'm way fucking off here. I mean, I don't know. I've, but it feels like to me that that this feud, this match is like it is the mountaintop for the for the Hardy boys in their final run. I don't see them in, I don't see them actually getting a tag team title run at this at this stage of the game.
0: Well, they did mention it here. I mean, it's going to happen. I nah, think they, they're gonna get title match. I, I, think I, the, I, I think they're gonna get a tag team title uh, AEW tag team title run. Whether, whether it's a week, two weeks, a month, uh, it's going to happen. Could be.
2: It could be. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm not like hell-bent on it, and hell-bent on it and going to, you know, die on this hill, but it, just, it it feels like I don't see a point in putting the tag team titles on them. I mean, just because you have so many young, great tag teams in the company right now that needs those titles. The Hardys do not need those titles.
1: Not no, the no, they, don't, they don't
0: need the titles, but, I, I mean, a... Uh a chase for the gold or something along those lines and you know the AEW tag team titles being the only titles that the Hardys have never held in all of tag team pro wrestling around the world they've held every title in pro wrestling period so why not? I don't know man because it, I mean uh, I'm not trying to be a,
2: a dick to, I mean it's, it's just it's past your time man so it's what? past your time
0: was it past Goldberg's time to hold a fucking universal championship? yes they put it on Absolutely. him anyway. Yeah. The, so you're saying they're like WWE. That's no, I'm I'm saying, s- I'm saying <laughs> the Hardys. The Hardys are are not at that level. But I mean, you're making them sound like fucking aging senior citizens out here, bro. It's, it's not about that, bro. It's about
2: if it, like you said it before. If you're the champions, your division, you should uh, be maybe the best. maybe
0: Goldberg was a bad a bad uh, analogy. What if Edge yeah. wins the world championship, bro? Is Edge going to be an aging veteran, an old timer that should be put out to, to pasture? I don't think so. Is 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 Edge doing some of the best work on the roster? Yes. Then Edge deserves to be fucking champion. Well, the Hardys, the, Har- the, Har- the Hardys, the-, the Hardys have been here for a half a cup of coffee and a, and a blueberry scone, bro. Well, like they haven't been here for long at all.
2: No, and 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 they should not be anywhere near the discussion of the tag titles right now. And and my like and just in my opinion, I just think at all. I just think. The division is completely stacked and you're just wasting time giving the titles, you know, a nostalgia run to the Hardys. I get it, man. They deserve it. They are awesome. But we're trying to build a company and we're trying to build this division and we have young, great tag teams that deserve those championship titles. Now you want to put them on a run for them and let the Hardys put them over and say, hey, we took a run at it. We couldn't because these guys are fucking awesome. We're putting these guys over. The Hardys don't need the fucking titles. They just don't need the titles,
0: man. bro. Listen, I mean, are you are you uh, are you reading the book of Bruce Pritchard in your off time, man? What is with this ageism here? Oh my God! No. What is with the ageism, bro? I don't understand you. Did you hear anything I said, man? Yes, I did. I don't agree with any. of it. Okay, good. And let's let's put the let's put the titles on the fucking Hardy boys. There you go. Put yeah. the titles on the Hardys. Give them a couple of weeks, a month, and then uh, goodbye. Your, Nothing wrong with it, that, man. Have it, have it your way in JD's book. And what do we
2: have in AEW? We get CM Punk as world champion. And the goddamn Hardy Boys as tag champions.
0: Listen, man, it could be welcome a lot. Welcome to it, AEW. It could be a lot worse, bro. Welcome to AEW. Bro. It could be a lot worse. We'll we'll let John Cena's contract retire, uh, expire, and we'll bring him over, and we'll make him AEW champion, man. That's 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 what I'd. Pretty much. Them. That's what I mean. That's what you're saying. <laughs> we, we
2: don't we don't we don't need it, man. We love seeing
0: them. We love seeing
2: them. Well, get me wrong, but the Hardys don't need to be tag team champions. All right, we'll, we'll see. You want to put some gold on the Hardys? Give them a third and put the trios titles on them. And who's going to be their third? Uh, make it just, just make it make sense. Come up with a third for them, man. Darby. Okay, okay, all right. Or, or even better, even better. I got a better idea for you. Where's Dante
0: Martin's tag team partner? He's injured. Put him with the fucking Hardys. Uh-oh. I don't know. I, well, Listen, man, we'll see. Uh, the Hardys, the expedition of gold, it wouldn't be a bad storyline at all if uh, if Tony Khan wanted to tell that. But, you know, we're getting a uh, great tag team match. You think they're going to go all out? You, you think this match is going to be crazy on Sunday? No. It's going to be a traditional tag team match the way we used to see the Hardys? I think they're going to try to make it crazy. I don't think it should be crazy. I, I think no. they should limit the crazy. Maybe a spot here, spot there, but nothing that's right. going to be fucking... Uh, near-death experience from Matt Hardy here.
2: Yeah, and and, and I think that's going to be the concern, man. So, I mean, it. the Hardys are great, man. Just because you're great doesn't mean you deserve to be a fucking world champion, you know? You're just in the wrong company for that right now. Maybe if the Hardys, if the Hardys were back in WWE, just like Cody, they would probably be the most exciting thing in the tag division. So go ahead, yeah, but the titles they, they, on. They,
0: they'd be the only thing in the tag team division.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, so there you go. That it would make sense. They would be like you've always said, if you're the best in your fucking division, you should be champion. If the Hardys go to WWE right
0: now, they would be the best in the division. Make them champion. Right, well, let's get them to be the best. They're not the best here. Right, well, they, they're they far don't know. from it. Six six months from now, they, they could have uh, an undefeated record. They could be sitting at uh, 10 and 0 and have beaten all the tag teams in AEW. You got to think about what you just said, man. For the next six months, we just we just lowered the rest of the
2: tag team. So the Hardy, right, well, our Jungle
0: better. Boy and Lucious Source, the best in their division. No, no. So why no. are they champions? Well, at the
2: time, they were working as the best in their division. But as it stands now, no. So I think they should lose the titles. Okay, I really do. Well, I, I think there's a. I think there's a. And I'm not even going to start counting off tag teams that could be champions right now, man. There's a crap ton and we know it. But the Hardy Boys. How would it look? How would it look if the Hardy Boys became champions before Private Party? The team that they were mentoring to become bigger stars.
0: That's not on the Hardy's. That's not the Hardy's fault.
2: They were tasked with getting them That's over. That's private man. party's fault. They were tasked with getting them over. Who I mean, who got Wardlow over? MJF. You know, who got MJF over? Chris Jericho. Did the Hardys get Private Party over? They were settled
0: with them for a long time. Sometimes it's not uh, who helps you, man. It's uh, got to be squarely uh, put on you to blame.
2: But I Private Party's awesome.
0: They are. They're great. I like. I like both of them. I like. I, I love both of those guys. But I don't think they're. They're. Uh, no, they're not. benefiting from material. the Hardys. I mean, they're they're young. They're twenty two, 22, 23 years old. They got time. They got time. I just want, I want
2: to see other teams flourish before we go back and put tag team titles on the goddamn Hardy
0: boys. Well, well. well speaking of the tag team titles, we got Swerve and Jungle Boy with Ricky Starks here. Triple Threat match. Um, this was awesome. And if this match is any indication about what we are going to see on Sunday night in the Triple Threat tag team match, uh, this may be a match that steals the sh- the, the show on Sunday night, Jesse. So, uh, we got Swerve. Um, he is diving. Uh, actually, no, he, he evaded a dive, and uh, Jungle Boy is on the outside. Starks tripped Jungle Boy up and landed a lariat on the floor uh, before avoiding a Swerve dive, sending him into the barricade. Uh, we got a commercial break here. So we got a, a, an apron hurricane from Jungle Boy. That sends Swerve to the floor. Uh, Jungle Boy hit a sliding elbow to the back of Swerve's head, uh, an Olympic slam on Starks. He goes for cover on Starks. He gets a two. Swerve brought Jungle Boy to the top rope. Then Starks got involved as they jocked for position on the top rope. And Swerve pushed Starks to the floor. Hard way, he landed nasty on the outside. Jungle Boy attempted a reverse Rana. Swerve landed on his feet. And Jungle Boy, you can audibly see him mouth, holy shit, or what the fuck. So he was very shocked that Swerve landed on his feet. Swerve is so good. Swerve went for the big vertical suplex but was cut off by Starks with a great-looking spear who then followed it up with a Michinoku driver. He then uh, poked Swerve's eye, hit the Rochambeau. Jungle Boy put Starks in the snatch trap. They struggled for a little bit until Swerve broke it up with a jumping thrust kick, and then the Swerve stomp on Starks for the one, two, three. After the match was over, Jesse Powerhouse Hobbs attacked Swerve and Jungle Boy. Luchasaurus ran down to make the save, and then Keith Lee came out. He was the only one that had his theme music play. Don't really understand why, but Luchasaurus uh, hit the tail whip, took care of Hobbs, and then Lee landed a slingshot dive onto Hobbs and Luchasaurus out on the floor, which looked very impressive, as always, by Keith Lee. Uh, If we go look at the Pro Wrestling uh, Handbook, Jesse, Pro Wrestling 101, with Swerve winning this match, it would look like that uh, Keith Lee and Swerve will not be winning the tag team titles on Sunday nights. But if I had a choice in this, in this match on Sunday, I wouldn't even go with Swerve and Keith Lee uh, to win the Tag Team Championships. In fact, I would absolutely put the titles on Hobbs and Ricky Starks right now on Sunday night. I can see that.
2: Hobbs and Hobbs and Ricky have been on a little bit of an upswing. Um, I'm not sure about on an upswing as Tag Champions, though. Individually, they've been great. Um. But I don't see anything wrong with, with trying out Hobbs and, and Starks as a tag team. I think they would be a fantastic tag team, to
0: be honest. I, I think, well, Hobbs looking, uh, looking uh, the way he does on Dynamite now, he's gotten so much better from uh, even last year. I think he'd look fantastic with some gold around his waist.
2: Yeah, and it looks like they're prepping um, Keith Lee and,
0: and Swerve to be tag team champions at some point. Too. I, you know, I don't mind that at all. Yeah. I don't mind that at all. They are two accomplished singles wrestlers we know. Uh, they are still uh, as strong solo as they are as a team, and that makes for a good tag team. You know, sometimes they they, they have these random pairings where one is greater than the other, and then if they break up, then one is going to be more uh, better off than the other one. I don't feel that here. So, to me, that makes a great team. Yeah, I like you it. You know? So, uh, I think this match is going to... This could could potentially be the match of the night on Sunday night. So... Uh, If it's anything like the triple threat match that we got at Revolution with uh, Luchasaurus, uh, Jungle Boy, the Bucks, and uh, the Undisputed Era, uh, I I think this is going to be just as good as that, if not better. Could steal the show. Yeah. Dan Lambert and the Men of the Year, they cut a promo after this match was over. He stood with Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. He talked about having a new custom-made TNT Championship belt made for Sky with his image on it. And apparently this happened because Sammy Guevara and Frankie Kazarian destroyed the TNT championship in the parking lot of last week's Dynamite Jesse. So how, how, Dan Lambert, such a nice guy, man. He went out and got a custom-made championship belt made for Scorpio Sky. We may get some sort of spinner-like belt for Scorpio here.
2: Why would Scorpio have a spinner-type belt?
0: Well, you mean, I mean, a unique-looking belt. I don't mean a spinner-like belt, but uh, a unique championship made, for specifically him, like Cena had the Spinner and Edge had the Spinner title, or Austin had the Smoking Skull title, something along those lines. And you call me WWE WWEish tonight? What are you talking? I'm just making a, a fucking comparison, bro. What are you talking about? We I we could get something that looks like the Internet it, title, man. Woo woo woo, you know it. And you're miss and
2: you're missing something, man. Um, Dan Lambert said he already started the process of getting a new title made. Because Sammy already jizzed on the last
0: one. Oh, you missed oh, I, the didn't, I didn't really. You know, I, 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 didn't miss it. It's here. I just, I just didn't feel you like people, me. people, needed to know that.
2: Just so you know, why, why does anybody want to hear about uh,
0: any? Why does anybody want to hear about Sammy Guevara and his jizz on the TNT title? Hey, they put it on TV, man. They put it on TV. Right. Well, this is not a. Uh, this is not a page and. Uh, what, what's his name? Uh, now you bringing up Paige and oh my God, man. what's his what fucking is- name? I forgot his fucking name, man.
2: Oh, Brad, Brad Maddox. Brad, Brad Maddox, yes. Brad Maddox. I mean, him and him and Xavier Woods were on the same page that night.
0: What is Brad? Right, Maddox, what is Brad Maddox known for in WWE? Filming himself with Paige as he's jizzing on the title. I think Maddox and Xavier Woods was the real tag team of. WWE, listen man, you know? listen, man. I got I got blasted by a couple of people that know Xavier Woods for mention. I'm not man. I'm not talking about that. I'm not. I'm not putting him in any of that fucking <laughs> nefarious shit, man. What, man? They were on the same page that night. Yes, yes, yes. Legitimately, yes. yes. Yeah, that's all anyway. good. Um. Anyway, Dan Lambert's getting a title made for Scorpio Sky. Uh. After that, we got Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa is on the stage. She's interviewed by Tony Schiavone here uh, for the match that she's got coming up with Serena Deeb. At Double or nothing. Uh, I I thought Thunder Rosa here, Jesse, sounded very passionate. Uh, I think she sounded uh, as legit as legit could be. And she talked about what Serena Deeb did last week. She talked about her match on Sunday against Deeb. She said she's going to teach her a lesson in respect for what she did to Shivani and to her mentor last week, Dustin Rhodes. They started her uh, music at one point here, Jesse, before she was even done speaking, which kind of threw her off. And uh, the music kind of drowned it out, what she said at the end. But she basically said she's going to make Serena D pay, uh possibly the worst ever that she's ever experienced on Sunday night. Uh, what, what did you think of Thunder Rosa here, Jesse? Uh, I, I know a lot of us want more for her championship reign so far. Don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, I've been saying that I do think it's going to happen after the Owen Hart Cup is completed and we get all those women now t- uh, tied to the Owen Cup freed up. But no matter how great Deeb cut her promo a couple weeks ago and, you know, the segment last week and Thunder Rose are coming out this week, I, I don't know if it's enough time for people to invest, Jesse, in- into getting into this match. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind that the women are going to kill it. The-, the match should be fundamentally sound and great. But is it going to be enough? Is Thunder Rosa's words and Sam Deeb's words enough for people to watch this match and legitimately be invested? I don't think so.
2: I don't think so, man. Unfortunately, I don't think so. I'm looking forward to the match. I can't wait to see what they do in the ring. But I would have loved to see this feud get um, a much better build. All Well right. we'll just put it like that. I think, I think it deserved a much better build. At the very least a lot more thought put into what, what was given to these women to go out there and work with. Um, it seems to me, all right, I'm going to put this out there. It seems to me that Tony Khan or whoever is you know in charge of this part of it has an issue with Thunder Rosa's promo ability. It seems that they are going above and beyond and out of the way to try to create a great promo moment for her. You know, they're giving her an interviewer, putting her at the top of the ramp and everything else. Maybe they're just trying to make her more comfortable. I don't know. But it's almost starting to feel like that, they're, that, they're, that they have her on a short leash, which I don't think is the right thing to do. I think they need to let her go out there and swim. You know, let her go out there. I mean, put her at the mercy of the crowd. I mean, the crowd loves her. The crowd loves her. They interrupted her with the Thunder Rosa chance, And you can tell they kind of flustered her. But give her the time, give her the experience, and give her the moments out there alone with the microphone, with the live crowd, and let her create some genuine feeling behind the promos. It it feels like they got her on such a short leash with a microphone out there. I don't like it.
0: So you you honestly think people took away from Thunder Rose's promo that she tonight can't cut a good promo? I I thought the promo that she cut tonight was very good. I mean, she, no. har- she harped on all the right things. She, you know, she said that she's worked for everything that she's had and never complained as, uh, to where how she got you, in her career. How did you
2: take that from what I said just now? How did you take that from that?
0: What, Seriously. Short, my, what short leash? Well, I'm, I'm asking you a like, why, like why, why, would said, anybody, why would anybody have her on a short leash when she got a great promo? I didn't say anything about the crowd not liking a promo. I'm not talking about like, the crowd. I'm talking about management and, and people feels in charge. Like, it
2: feels like management does not have the confidence in her promo ability. That's why they sent why her out. Why would you there. Why,
0: why would you think that from management when
2: that, uh, tonight was a great promo? That's why they sent her out there with Shivani and everything else and they hope okay so, so the first time they sent her out after her win, they sent her out and they attacked her right away. She didn't get the cut her promo. And then I mean, they 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 do everything. If Britt Baker wants to cut a promo, they give her a microphone, and they'll send her out there and let
0: her do it. Yes, if Britt Baker's out there cutting a promo, bro, nobody's fucking hitting the music to interrupt the fucking or signal the end of her promo. That, they would, ne- that would never happen for Britt Baker. No, Th- that does not help at that, all. To... There, there always seems to be something going on with Thunder Rosa, whether, she, whether or not she gets fucking little to zero TV time, starting her, well, starting her runoff with Nyla Rose, which was terrible. And, well, then, and then Cued no the no, build, no build for this. Tony Khan hit the fucking music. What do you think?
2: Management trying to get her off the stage. That's what I mean. That's what I'm talking about. Management's trying to rush her off the stage by cueing her music too soon. That's what I
0: mean. It feels like they're and, and worried I, about something. It. Something's going on there, and it doesn't feel right. No. It doesn't feel I've right. It feels, it, feels like, it feels like... I don't know what the fuck it feels like. I don't want to say that there's an agenda... Uh and people don't don't want to see Thunder Rosa where she is. But I don't like if this was if this was Jay Cargill or if this was if this was Britt Baker, this would have not happened on, on the show tonight. The fact that she got her theme music hit before she ended that promo, bro, that's a bad look. Yes. That's a terrible fucking look. She hit on all the points that she needed to make. And whether or not she went over the a lot of time that she was given, give the fucking woman her time. She barely has any turn. fucking time. I don't
2: care if she went over. I don't give a fuck. Let her go. Let her fucking finish. She needs that time. They they're trying to cue her off the stage, and she still had more to say. I'm glad she fucking interrupted. No, I still I'm glad. Had shit I'm to glad. Say.
0: I'm glad she spoke or tried to at least speak over the fucking theme music. Yeah, it it it, it, it seems like days. somewhere back there. There's a day.
2: TK, Whoever's running the women, I don't know. Someone is trying to limit how much time Thunder Rosa has with a microphone in their hand. And I don't like it. She needs to go out there and and resonate with the live crowd. She's a top baby face. She needs a live microphone in front of the people, man.
0: I don't know. I don't know. Something just feels off. Something feels off. I, I don't know. You know, obviously the women's championship needs to be on the show. You're not going to have the, the the title not be defended at the pay-per-view but it's not enough this is this is this may be you know Britt and Thunder Rosa had the the liberty of having at least a history underneath them there's really nothing here to sell this match going into the pay-per-view on Sunday outside of the 3 weeks that we've gotten these two women on TV together that's it yeah Britt and Thunder Rosa had that that uh unsanctioned match the year before which led yeah. to this match at Revolution this has nothing going into it No, I enjoyed the build
2: to Hikaru Ishida and Serena Deeb more than this build.
0: Yes. Yes, Hikaru Ishida and Serena Deeb, you know, if that was for the championship, the build that they had with those series of matches would have been suitable for a pay-per-view. Yeah. This is not. Yeah. Yeah. They need need more substance, man. You got to give them more
2: substance. You got to give them something to dig their teeth into so they can knock it out of the park. I think
0: they're doing great with what you gave them. I don't think they were given enough. No, no, they weren't. And, 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 and we're and going to get into Britt Baker and Tony Storm and what I think is going to happen here because we got Ruby, Ruby Soho and Chris Statlander happening on Friday, and we'll talk about that in a second. But, you know, AEW has an opportunity to take Thunder Rosa out of this, this Serena Deep feud and, and really finally start building her title run. And there are, there are a couple of ways that they could go about it. We could get, obviously, another Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa feud if, if Britt Baker wins the Owen Cup. Uh, I don't want to see it again, but uh, we, we could certainly go back and revisit that again for a third time. I don't know what, what purpose that would serve. It would defeat no. the purpose of her winning the Steel Cage match. Or, or we could go with Ruby Soho, because on the night that Ruby Soho made her debut in AEW, she was in a battle royal with Thunder Rosa, and you got a little bit of a history there, and it could be a nice little callback and throwback to what happened in that uh, women's casino battle Royale at all out last year. So we got Britt Baker and Tony storm. This match was fine for what it was. Uh, I was uh, actually surprised uh, at the amount of time that these women got, I thought it was going to be a lot quicker than it was, but Britt Baker beats Tony storm tonight, Jesse. And this was a shock to me. I honestly don't understand why Britt Baker won this thing. When this tournament was tailor made for somebody like Tony storm to win it. Now, I know a lot of people probably think, well, Britt Baker, why does she got to win this thing? Like we talked about Britt Baker is the woman in AEW. That's that's their go-to. That is their star. That's who they think is the queen of this division. But, you know, on the other hand, you look at somebody like Tony Storm, you you can't ruffle feathers immediately. A WWE star coming on in, or an ex-WWE star, I should say, coming on in and winning this tournament and uh, running through the roster in her her first go-around, I don't mind it. I think Tony Storm, you know, I, I don't even consider her an ex WWE star. They treated her like fucking garbage. But her coming on in was tailor-made for this tournament. I could see people being visibly upset with her winning the tournament, Jesse. Is that why she lost?
2: I don't know, man.
0: Or or is this going to set up another Tony Storm and Britt Baker feud for the long run? And this Tony Storm now have a opportunity to cost Britt Baker the match at Double or Nothing on Sunday, and we get something along the lines of Britt being in a long embroiled feud with somebody away from the World Championship, which I honestly do think she needs right now. Yeah, I gotta tell you when when it was when it was booked to be Tony Storm versus
2: Britt Baker, um, I kind of had one of those two winning this whole thing. So, I mean, for me, that was the finals already. I mean, yeah. That that was it. That was it. So this is Britt Baker's tournament now to win. I don't think she wins
0: it. Really? I don't think she wins it. Yeah, I'm not. I, I we're win. getting we're getting Statlander, who's not even who wasn't even in the tournament to begin with. So I don't think she's going anyway. I do think that Ruby Soho is going to get the victory over Statlander, and I think I think we're going to get Ruby Soho beating Britt Baker. And I do think that Tony Storm is going to play a factor into uh, giving Ruby Soho that that victory. And they've been aligned on TV, so it, it kind of. It kind of gels in that sense. And then we get Tony Storm and Britt Baker having a, a nice little women's feud away from the world championship. And then we get Ruby Soho and Thunder Rosa for the AW Women's Championship.
2: Well, see, um, just because I see, how the, I see how they've been booking and treating Chris Thatlander over the last year, clearly she's not going to win. Um, same for Ruby Soho. Ruby Soho has been spending most of her year on dark. So I'm trying to I'm trying to see a, a, an avenue where now they're going to push her to win this tournament and go on from there. I mean, I, I just don't
0: see it when they have Britt Baker right in front of them. I think they're going to stick to their tried and true. I don't think Britt Baker needs this tournament. Britt Baker already a no. made woman. No, she does not. This, need this this, tournament. t- tour- tournaments are, are supposed to be for building other stars up that haven't really re- that haven't been really given an opportunity. I mean, that wouldn't really be Britt Baker. That would be Ruby Soho. If, if, you, if you've been on dark, like you say she's been on dark, I mean, a, a Ruby Soho win in this tournament is probably the way I would go about it. 100% agree. I,
2: I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I just I think they're going to go with the safe route instead.
0: We'll see what happens. But Britt did beat Tony Storm. Uh, the match was fine for what it was. Uh, a little shaky here and there, but uh, the ladies pulled it off. And uh, Baker, she hits a swinging net breaker in the end. Uh, this ends up, uh, you know, giving her the advantage, and then she ends up eating a German suplex from Tony Storm. The match built to the outside as Storm hit a tornado DDT on the floor. Hader then runs down to the ring. She ran down to the ring in this match, and she gets on the ring apron. Storm knocked her off. So clearly, they're still building towards something there. I'd like to see those two women go at it again. Uh, I thought they had a great match in the in the tournament. Uh, Storm knocks her off. Tri-State Storm Zero. Brit counters, sitting down on her, and she gets the pinfall while holding on to the ropes. So she cheated to beat Tony Storm here. So clearly that was done as a way and designed to continue something here. I do think that that Tony Storm gets involved on Sunday, and, and Britt Baker will lose the match on Sunday to Ruby Soho. But she beats Tony Storm here tonight, and Britt is more than likely going to get uh, Soho in the finals. Yeah, not that. I'm complaining
2: about it, but why did Jamie Hader have to come back out for this ending? I don't know. I mean, if she didn't I, factor I don't into know. it. You know, why, why did it happen?
0: I, I don't. I, I don't know. It's a good question. I, I mean, no, I, I, I didn't. I didn't even write that down. I mean, now that now that you're mentioning it, yeah, she had no business. She didn't belong out there. She
2: didn't.
3: She, didn't yeah, she
0: did did nothing. I
2: mean, as I, I would love to have seen a clean match. Okay, so you book some fuckery. Okay, it happens. It's
0: wrestling. What you got? Yeah, she
2: came out and did nothing.
0: Yeah. Did I nothing. Know. I don't know. They what do think, the they, 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 I don't know, it's just another way to get everybody on the show.
2: She was already, came, she came out with rebel, with, with Rebo, rebel, reba. she Rebo. literally has two names. You know, she came out with her, went back, came out, you know, jumped on the apron, fell on her ass, enjoyed that, you know, but didn't left. I'm not sure why she came out.
0: Me neither. I don't know, unless it's uh, going to play into uh, Storm and Soho in some way uh, as they feud with Baker and uh, Jamie Hader. I don't know. Maybe. Are we going to get uh, – so are we now
2: looking at um, hater versus – Maybe Hater turns on Brett. Who knows? I, I mean, are we teasing that again? I think it's time.
0: It's That's fine. I just want to – I mean, pull the trigger on it this time, you know. Listen. After this tournament's over, like I said before, there there is no excuse to find Thunder the with some quality opponents and, and some fucking storylines. None. You it don't need to bring. No you don't excuse. need to bring in Athena. You got everything you need right there. For it all we know, for all we know, Sasha Banks could end up uh, in a W, and we and we have our new women's champion right there. You know. Don't
2: put that out there. You know that's not happening, man.
0: What are you talking about?
2: It's not happening anytime soon, and you know that. It may not happen anytime soon, but it's a possibility.
0: Oh, it's a definite possibility. I mean, I think she's dumb. Naomi, uh, yeah. not so much. I think Naomi stays, but I think, I think Mercedes is done. Probably, man. I can see that. Owen Hart Cup, semi-final main event here. We got Samoa Joe defeating Kyle O'Reilly. Very good match. Uh, this was uh, a great style uh, between these two guys. So we got a commercial break. Before the commercial break, O'Reilly landed a diving knee drop. He went for an arm bar on Samoa Joe. He had Joe grounded. Joe... Uh, had his arm worked over most of the match. He was able to get fired up and landed a running senton for two, followed up with a lariat, and he goes for recovery, gets another two count. Uh, Joe landed a combination of strikes he set up for the muscle buster, but O'Reilly fought out and turned it into a Fujiwara armbar, which Joe eventually got out of. So they trade strikes in the middle of the ring. Joe... Uh, is hitting an enziguri at this point. O'Reilly's firing back with his soccer style of kicks. O'Reilly counted an STO and rolled Joe up. Joe kicked out, went for a rear naked choke. O'Reilly tried to counter by going for the injured arm again, but Joe was able to choke O'Reilly out for the win at the end of the match. Adam Cole's theme music plays. He stands up on the ramp. And Adam Cole and Samoa Joe stare down. And Adam Cole and Samoa Joe is going to be the final of the Owen Cup taking place on Sunday. That should be a tremendous match right there. I didn't think that they were going to do Joe and Adam Cole. I thought Joe was going to get Jay Lethal at the pay-per-view. I guess we're going to wait for the next Ring of Honor show to have that happen. But uh, I'm not going to complain if we're going to see Adam Cole, baby, versus Samoa Joe on pay-per-view. Man, it feels like like black and gold. A little black and gold on Sunday night, man. Yeah, man. Loving it. Um... I think Jay Letho comes out and costs
2: Joe the match, and we get Letho versus Joe. Yep. And Adam Cole's
0: promise comes true. And Adam Cole, baby, I, I you know, listen, man it's it's quite it's quite the difference, man, with, with what uh, Adam Cole's been doing. I don't hear anybody, man. You know, all the, all the, uh, the the talk about Adam Cole being buried on a, I don't hear that anymore, man. He wasn't being buried when they were saying he was. being I know, buried. but I don't, so
2: I, I don't. I don't I, hear anybody saying anything now, man. No, they'll find something else to complain about. Oh,
0: Adam Cole looks too thin. He's uh he doesn't have a lot of muscle on him. He looks like uh he looks like a vanilla midget.
2: Who's was it? it Who's fucking Rhonda complaining I'm about?
0: Starting to sound like Ronda Rousey.
2: Was Ronda complaining about mm, fucking yeah, yeah, might as well. Adam Cole. Might as well. I think I think that um Adam Cole just I mean, he wins it. Um definitely Jay Lethal comes in. I'm still wondering where the fuck Miro is at this point.
0: But um, I can't wait for Sunday, man. Should be great, man. Uh, I don't know uh, what's going on as far as Sunday is concerned. I'll be a busy guy on Sunday, man. We're going to have a live stream on uh, Sunday afternoon off the script 432. Don't know if you want to join me for the post show, if it's going to be too late. I don't know, man. How are you, uh, you feeling about Sunday? I don't know. I, I thought about going to a movie theater to see it. Ah. Um,
2: but... I'm already going to the theater tomorrow to see Top Gun, motherfuckers. Oh. So um, I probably won't go to the theater. So I'll be at home. So yeah, I'll do it, man. Sure.
0: Top Top Gun looks like it'll be a fucking uh, theatrical failure. <laughs> <laughs> Good night,
2: guys. Thank you for showing up. Bro, Love you, you know all. you
0: know all these fucking remakes, man. They're all bullshit. Even it's Jurassic a, Park, bro. Fucking it's Jurassic. It's not a remake, World. dumbass. It's a sequel. Whatever the case, man. When is the sequel? How many sequels is this? Four? This is the second. This the first sequel, actually. Sorry, it's the first
2: sequel. This is not there a remake. There was no top three
1: spinoffs. No,
2: no. Okay. This is the first sequel of the original movie. All right, we'll see. Not a remake. This is this is storyline continuing. You get Goose's fucking son out there. You get Maverick as an instructor. This is a continuation.
0: All right, you know, l- l- let's continue on with the show, man. I got some Destiny to play, man. I got to grind for some weapons. Uh, <sighs> Super Chats, guys. Thank you so much for all the Super Chats. Thank you for uh, making us number one tonight, man. Over 2,000 in the venue. Hit that thumbs up. I only see 850 likes. I don't know why. There needs to be at least a thousand minimum. so if you guys are in the chat and have not hit the thumbs up, I need you to hit that thumbs up right now. So, uh, this fucking guy, man, him and his fucking fancy mix board, man. I ordered the new, uh, Roadcaster Pro 2, bro. You ordered it already? Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck you, man. Uh, it's coming in about a month, man. I already got a notification. Jeez. I'm going to sound better than I do now. it <sighs> fucking sucks, man. I got to get rid of mine. You can easily sell yours, man. You could sell yours. Uh, Listen, guys, uh, Super Chats, thank you for all the support tonight. And uh, let's get into it, man. Quickly, uh, John A. with a 499 Super Chat. You are an amazing person. Your videos help me cope with my anxiety and depression. It's nice to listen to somebody who actually makes sense. John A., I appreciate you. Listen, bro. Comment of the night no matter what comes after it, man. Shout out to you, man. I appreciate you, John A. Thank you so much, brother. Jack with a 199 Super Chat. Do you believe in God, he says. Uh, after uh, yesterday, no. But yes, on a normal day, yes, I do. Jay Coyle with a $5 UK Super Chat. See a lot of people say shit on your intros, then act surprised when you block them. I even watch your intro if I'm watching the next day. Yeah, because my music and the music I play is great, Jay. People want to complain. Oh, well, it's too long. Oh, it looks like to Disrespect. You know, everybody wants to complain about something. You know, especially the, the fucking geeks saying that I copied Doc. Uh, A, no. And number two, the team that reached out to me to want to do the intros in the first place. Who do you think made Doc's fucking scenes? The same team that reached out to me to do shit for me. So, that's that. I love it. And it's going to be great. You, I can't wait to, to show you guys what the fucking venue is going to look like for the summertime. Man. It's going to be great. Joseph Taylor with a $5 super chat. Two things give me. Keith Lee versus Jeff Cobb in the triple threat match of the pay-per-view. The tag team match. It's going to be match of the night. Could very well be, man. Keith Lee versus Jeff Cobb. Sure, that would be a barn burner for sure. Tony no. Brown. No. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Ooh. Oh, wait. Tony Brown. Oh, wait. Tony Brown with a $4.99 super chat. Tasty Tony and hot bread. You know it, brother. He also what about says Jamie? I. He also says I need a slice of red velvet.
1: What about Jamie?
0: Yeah, he mentioned no Jamie tonight.
1: Fuck it, Tony Brown,
0: man. Tony Brown. Well, thank you so much, brother. You got you got some. Uh, there's always decent meat on on, on AW, man. Always. Uh, what were you What are you gonna say? I need you to stop blocking people. No. Please. That's no, not. That's not gonna. Uh, that's. No.
2: You know what they do every time you block them? Yes, they, they, they reach out to you. Yes.
0: No, no, no it's, not gonna, hey, it's not gonna It's not, that's not
2: JD
3: blocked me. JD blocked me, man. What a, what a fucking pussy. I he mean,
0: can't okay. take criticisms. Bro, I had someone actively tell me my intro sucks. That's a bannable account, bro. That's a bannable <laughs> offense. I'm sorry.
2: have people reaching out to me. I'm trying to watch the show and live tweet and deal with my kids. JD blocked me I need you to do something
0: That's when you Bro that's an ample opportunity For you to be an asshole man Go cry (laughs) somewhere else I don't give a shit That's all you gotta say (sighs) Michael Evans VA With a $10 Superjet Dynamite from start to finish Got me off my couch And standing multiple times Tonight 10 out of 10 Is how you build Towards a stack Pay-per-view JD and Jesse Best tag team In the IWC OTS for life Michael Evans Thank you so much Bro I wouldn't rate it A 10 out of 10 But I thought tonight Was a very good show Excellent go home show
2: Michelle- Issa says Wardlow was the best meet in AEW tonight.
0: Can we kick her out of the check? N- uh, no, uh, number one. And, and number two, it looks like uh, Issa has found her backup replacement for Roman Reigns, if that uh, if that ever falls through.
2: Come on, man. We
0: could definitely kick Isa out of the check. No, we can't. I, I I will never allow such things to happen. Yeah you know, I man, listen, man. You, you 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 have you have a, a ton of offenses coming your way, man. You got you got Thunder Rosa, you got Issa, you got Lee Johnson and Julia Hart. How, how many more? How many more people you want, man? In this four-on-one handicap match that's already taking place? No fear, bro. No fear. No fear. Fe- no fe- uh, okay, so so okay, so what does that mean? You're gonna get Penta and Ray Phoenix as your tag team partners? Yeah, 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 my- I'm going to get my wife to come out in this,
2: as a cosplay fucking, uh, 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 fucking, um, what's his name, though? The Count Dracula guy.
0: Oh, uh, Abrahantes. There you go. Yeah. Michelle Moran with a $2 super chat. Enjoyable show tonight, but no Darby at the pay-per-view. No, Darby doesn't need to be at the pay-per-view unless he's in something uh, substantial. Why should he be there? No, no we already got all right. We, yeah, he's all right. We already got way too many matches. We got the Guardian of Chaos, who's now the Guardian of Compassion with a 999. God bless everyone. Thank you, JD and Jesse, for the much needed distraction that you provide in this insane world. Thank you, Guardian. Guardian is my Guardian's my head of
2: security, bro. So you better. Uh, listen, man, that's a good security right there. I, I I don't know why I have to make him head of security here, too, with Otis. Head of security and Susan is my head of talent relations.
0: Okay. There you go. So- Watch it, buddy. not bad. Uh, Guardian, thank you so much, brother. Hope all is well with you, man. Uh, For the love of wrestling with a $20 Super Chat, I didn't get to watch Dynamite yet, but look forward to the best review by my two favorite guys, OTS for Life. Uh, Hopefully we held it down for you tonight, brother. Thank you for the 20 bomb. Uh, Cam G with a $5 Super Chat. Tony Storm was screwed, plain and simple. I'm pissed. Double or nothing better be damn good because I've got low expectations. You'll be entertained, man. You got low expectations. Your expectations will be blown out of the water, bro. Don't worry. You're good. Jen House with a $2 Super Chat. Thanks for the shout out and love that new song. We love Chris McKean and we love Off the Script. Thank you, Jen. I appreciate you. P-Mac with a $5 Super Chat. Say Sasha and Naomi go and join AEW and join the baddies and a fight within for leadership between Sasha and Jade a la Bullet Club. Thoughts. P-Mac, your imagination is running wild, brother. <laughs> yeah, it is. Running wild, man. I do not see that ever happening. Brandon James Shea with a $4 super chat. Wardlow, go to win, win, win. MJF, go to loss, loss. Don't know what you mean by that, Brandon, but yes, Wardlow is going to win, and MJF is going to lose, yes. J- Jesse thinks otherwise. Do we have a bet on this or what, man? Uh, I don't know. Oh, wait me? you don't know. I don't know yeah. yet. You
2: confident
0: about it, man? Let's, let's I go. Know, I don't know, man. I, you know who knows what Tony Khan's thinking, man? The guy is like the fucking Riddler, man. Nobody knows what he's doing. You guys are all witnesses to this. Jedi this guy is ducking out. Man. Jedi Joker ninety three with a thirteen month membership. Thank you so much, brother. What's up, guys? Haven't been in the venue lately, but I watch every day. Been working every day for the last month. Trying to buy my first car. Hard work does pay off. You fucking know it, brother. I just bought myself a, a butcher block table, eight foot. I bought myself the Rodecaster Pro Two, got myself another key light, Elgato. Man, this office is gonna be fucking souped up like you won't believe, man. A um,
2: so a random fan tweeted, so at AEW, where is Wheeler Yuta? He deserves to be there with the BCC, right along with the rest of the crew. Not cool. He gets to he gets shit on because of. Eddie, Ortiz, and Santana. Really, Yuta replied back and said, I'm out here in New Japan Global representing BCC in the best of Super Junior's tourney.
0: There you go. That guy probably sounds and looks like a fool now.
2: Yep. That's why Yuta is not out here with his crew.
0: Man, I you know, if if half of the IWC just fucking took a step back and thought about what actually is going on instead of thinking the absolute fucking worst Everybody would be a lot better off, man. Why? Why would? Why would you think Wheeler Yuta is not out there? You think that you think they're physically burying him for Santana Ortiz and Eddie Kingston? The whereabouts of Wheeler Yuta right now is easily googleable. Yes, on the internet. Yes, unbelievable. man. <laughs> People are fucking ridiculous. Uh, Jedi Jedi Joker, thank you so much, brother. Continue to work your ass off, man. It's the only way. It's the only way I know. Uh, 1999 Super Chat by me, Wilson. JD and Jesse, great review tonight. This show was much more uh, better paced pace than last week. Awesome show tonight. Double or nothing will be fun for me to attend. JD and Jesse, great review. See you guys after dawn. Thank you, uh, me, Wilson, for the 1999 Super Chat. Have fun in Vegas, bro. I wish I was there. Joseph Taylor with a $2 Super Chat. All out at Sky Dome in Canada would be awesome. Indeed. Omega Kong with a 9.99 99 Super Chat. CM, uh, no, this is uh, Omega Kong. Hey, OTS fam, mom is getting better. Not out of the woods yet. I'm selling my double or nothing ticket. I want one of y'all to enjoy it. Let me know. JD, Jesse, much love. Shout out to Omega Kong, man. I'm glad your mother is getting better. She will get out of those woods, brother, through the power of prayer, man. Um, And Omega Kong, leave your uh, information somewhere, man. Tweet me, and I'll tweet it, man. Or I'll retweet it. That you're selling a double or nothing ticket, and somebody out there will uh, gladly take that off your hands, man. Knive45 with a Canadian $10 Superjet. CM Punk will win. He will cut a pipe-bomb promo there. It makes sense that he wins the AW Championship there. Some are Punk 3.0 incoming. Also, Jesse, watch out for Thunder Rosa. She's coming for you.
2: Not worried about Thunder Rosa,
0: Knive, I could see that, man. I think he wins the championship regardless. Uh, Angel Alaga, thank you once again, brother, for the $125 Super Chat, man. Very good show tonight. Double or nothing is looking like a great pay-per-view. Love your stream, as always, especially with Jesse. Thank you so much, man.
2: Thank you, man. Hey, Marcus.
0: Marcus. You... I'm, sorry. I'm
2: sorry. I'm sorry. Wait, did you did, did you forget the... I'm not sure if you mentioned it or not. The security guard that Wardlow murdered tonight?
0: No. What happened?
2: When he picked him it? up and threw him into the cage and yes I mentioned, him.
0: I, I mentioned that I mentioned
2: that you mentioned that okay can yeah. we get some prayer emojis in the chat for that fucking security guard
0: yeah he got fucked up
2: he killed that guy he deserved it what'd he do
0: he got in Wardlow's face
2: what was his job
0: not anymore Wardlow not, got the match
2: not me fucking more <laughs>
0: Jesus Marcus Christ. is AEW with a nine month membership Appreciate you JD Thank you for all you do My friend drinks on me bro And Jesse cheers to you too bro Can't wait for double or nothing Thank you Marcus Nine month re-up Thank you Enjoy that VIP club man It's the place to be uh, Omega Con with a five month membership Just want to say I love OTS I'm not going anywhere I hope you don't man We need you here John A with a 199 super chat. Are you a fan of the band KISS? No do I look like I'm an aging rocker at 60 60 years old who has a midlife crisis and goes out and buys a Harley, bro? No. Oh,
2: wait a minute. Let's let's replay that video that you tweeted out when you went to a rock concert of the aging guy out there.
0: Bro, that's not Kiss, man. That's Symphony X, and Symphony X is fucking a 1000 times better than fucking Kiss, man. Come on. Right.
2: But you said, "Do I look like someone who enjoys Yes. They're, they're
0: 50 years old, man, and they they age like fine wine. Yes. Kiss is oh, like okay. Kiss is like 80, bro. I don't fucking know. I don't know.
2: Look, who listens to Kiss, man? You listen to Kiss? I've never listened to a single Kiss song, no.
0: You never heard Detroit Rock City? I don't think so. I dig their whole vibe. Don't get me wrong. I dig their they whole get the up vibe. They based a fucking movie off the band Kiss, man. Detroit Rock City. No, I didn't see it. No. It's fucking... But, but no, but again, he's gonna, I, he's gonna I, go do, see Top Gun, though.
2: I, I do enjoy their vibe. I, I like their get-up and shit, man. If you going to get on stage and perform, fucking perform. Put on a show. Put on some outfits, and I like it. I I, I dig the whole vibe. I just never heard any of the music.
0: Uh, AEW Mark becomes a member for eight months. AEW just announced a patent called Blood Moon Rising. Sounds like a new pay-per-view, and it could be happening in October with Blood and Guts. Maybe. Or maybe it's just a special event that they're planning for Dynamite. Who the fuck knows? Blood Moon Rising with Blood and Guts being the main event. Could be. Um... Nine forty-five with a Canadian five-dollar super jet. Britt Baker has had a noticeable dip in her in-ring work. What do you think is the cause for this? You stop and look around. I don't know, Jesse. Have you noticed a dip in her in-ring work? Who is it? Say Britt, it again, Britt,
2: bro? Britt Baker? Absolutely
0: not. Uh, I don't. Uh, she looks the same to me, man. She
2: looks. Yeah, I mean, trust me, man. I would be the first one to say if something was off with Britt. No, is she Britt great? Baker. No. She looks, she looks par for the course. She yeah. looks like she's... I mean, she looks the, the same way she's been looking over the last year. Great. Yeah.
0: You got to keep in mind, Britt doesn't need this. No. She's a she fucking doesn't. dentist. She does. She does it because she loves it. Uh, AW Mark, thank you so much, brother, uh, for the eight months. And Knive with a $5 super chat. Thank you so much, man. Uh, Raging Texas with a $2 super chat. JD, Fozzie or Ozzie or both? Pray for Ozzie. What's wrong with Ozzie Osborne? Uh, I don't, I don't Ozzy, listen. Ozzy's I sick. don't listen to Ozzy. I never, I, I thought Ozzy was. I never liked Ozzy. I never listened to Ozzy either. I don't blame you. Um, Ozzy's sick. I don't know. Maybe he's, maybe he's got COVID. I don't know. Uh, Raging Texas, thank you so much, brother. Uh, Willie Martin with a ten dollars super chat. Punk pushing Paige to a frustration jab gave me the same vibes of when Punk pushed Cena to the point after he called Cena the New York Yankees. Punk went on to win the title. Could be the same here. Uh, I would not be surprised by that, man. This is why I'm going with Punk to win the championship. Justin Shriplin with a nine ninety nine super chat. Thunder Rosa versus Renee Deep should go on first this Sunday at double or nothing. If it doesn't, it'll be in a death spot where the crowd might not have any interest due to the other matches on the card. You know, Justin, you make an excellent point. I would, I would absolutely put this match on first. No doubt about it. What do you, what do you think about that, Jesse? Deeb and, and, and Thunder Rosa going on first? It's tough, man. I mean, because and and
2: here's why I say that because you want to set the tone for the pay per view in the first match. Now I, I get you don't want to put the women in a dead spot, but based on this build, the dead spot just might be what's best for the overall flow of the show. Unfortunately, man. I mean, I'm 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 sorry, but if you want to start the show off with a bang like they normally do, putting on a match that had very little interest and in build to it is kind of a bad idea.
0: Yeah, it's also, it's also tough to put that match on first when you got matches like uh, House of Black versus uh, the the Death Triangle that would fucking get the crowd where you need it to be, you know? Yeah. It, it, so and
2: no matter where it goes, I mean, it's not going to go on last, obviously. Putting it on first seems to be a bad idea because you want to keep the energy up. So now outside of that, wherever you put it on the card at this point, it's going to be a dead spot. It's
0: Jonathan, yeah, uh, we'll see, man. Uh not a good not a bad idea, Justin, though, for 999. Thank you so much, brother. Uh, Jonathan Costello with a 15-month membership. Tonight was my first AEW show that I saw live, and it was a lot of fun. Made me feel like a little kid again, and my voice is so screwed. Come tomorrow. I'm glad you enjoyed it, man. I told you. Those AEW shows live, man, especially on pay-per-view weekends. Fucking energy is insane, man. Uh blabbermouth.net. Yes
2: is reporting that Chris Jericho does not mind Ozzy Osbourne Vogel comparisons. Jericho says he's one of the greatest rock and roll singers of all time.
0: Oh, is that why he said Ozzy versus Fozzy? Yeah. Pray for yeah, Ozzy. That, that was not today's news, yeah. Huh. Uh, Otis, seven month membership. What's up, family? Just want to say love you guys and get those thumbs up. OTS for life. Thank you, Otis. Bouncer in the venue is Otis. Uh, D best started with five dollar chat. Some thought Vince sent them home after the meeting. Maybe that's why they didn't tell him. Jesse, more tacos. JD, remember it's a lonely world at the top. Some thought Vince sent them home after the meeting. Could be, man. WWE's pushing their own fucking narrative, man. They wanna, they wanna push their own story, so they look like the good guys here, so. Nobody knows, man. Everybody's siding with Sasha Banks and Naomi regardless. Fuck WWE. They, have, they they say there's two sides to every story. There's only one side to the story, and that's Sasha Banks and Naomi. I don't I don't believe anything WWE says, period.
2: I'ma gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say something here, man. I'm gonna break the mold and break character and go off the script. We and didn't clear this with JD first. We're tired of hearing about this Sasha and Naomi thing, and I'll tell you why. Because we know the real fucking story Alright yep. We're not we're not at liberty to discuss it Because of how we got the information But truth be told I mean, no cap here guys We know the real fucking story So everything else that comes out about it at this point We know what's bullshit
0: and what's not Because we heard <clears throat> what the real fucking story is Listen, um, nobody Nobody knows what I know Sap doesn't know what I know Wrestling Inc. doesn't know what I know uh, at no IQ.com doesn't know what I know. Uh, Steve Gary on ringside news doesn't know what I know. All I will say, all I will say is that I'm glad Jesse said something. I, we're not at Liberty to say anything. We're not. Nope. Um, I know, I know what I know. And all I can tell you is that if I had the opportunity to divulge any information to you guys on what we know, I would have 500,000 subscribers tomorrow. I'd have the biggest interview that the IWC has seen in, in, in years. If, I agree. If, if if I, if I, if, and, and listen, man, it, it's crazy. What you're hearing <laughs> from every, uh, everybody else, man, it, it's all, I said it on social media. It is a Sasha Banks smear campaign. That's all it is. You guys
2: would be floored. All right, just leave it like that. Like I've always said on my streams, if you join me on, on Mondays and Tuesdays, I'm always gonna be honest with you guys.
0: No, Denise doesn't know. Fuck <laughs> out of here. The fuck <laughs> <outta> here.
2: <laughs> I'm always gonna be honest with you guys, and if and if I'm not being, you know, as forthcoming with the information as it feels like I should be, it's because we just can't. We can't. Otherwise, we would. You know? <clears throat>
0: Listen, man, you know, it's, uh, I work for House of Glory, man. You know, Sasha, listen, man, Hodge, Hodge has his connections too, man. We, th- everybody, everybody that, everybody that knows, you know, a little bit about Sasha knows exactly what's going on. You don't even need to know her personally, man. You know, yeah. Hodge just hit me up. He's like, bro, you hit the nail on that. I'm like, I know. I know. That's all I'll say, guys. That's all. We have information that, uh, not even the, uh, big wigs know. Um, uh, Joey Williams with Final Super dollars Great show tonight, J.D. and Jesse Jesse, do you believe the rumors that J.D. paid off Lee Johnson and Julia Hart to take you out in Chicago? Those are not rumors, man Those are facts <laughs> I just want to clear the air with
2: that um, I'm working on it Alright I'm working on it, but I've, I've, I've got a good word that, that he is Hired Thunder Rosa to take me out hired lee johnson and julia hart that's all good man that's all good i got a band of Joshis coming to help me out bro
0: oh my goodness uh oh, david good. ortiz in the chat so denise salcido doesn't know what jd knows uh no <laughs> no she don't um james you may have to get that checked out bro uh i, I gave you blue balls tonight i don't know just uh what? just mold that over bro Everything. Listen. Everything I've talked about in regards to Sasha Banks for the last week and a half, bro. <laughs> I mean, it, that information is from nobody. That's just that's just me watching the show. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Just watch the show. You know exactly what's going on, man. I don't need anybody to tell me anything. But I know what happened.
2: Yeah. Keep. Yeah. Keep that in mind, guys. When you go back, if you want to go back and re-listen to the show and think that, well, oh well, he already gave us the information that he was told. No, that's not true. We get the information after he already posted
0: his stories and about everything. It. I talked about is me and me alone. Nobody yep. told me that. First of all, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even report or say anything that I was told. Anyway, you know. Come on, um, Randy B. With a five dollars super really great show tonight. I'm excited for Sunday. The best duo on the IWC. Keep up the great work, JD and Jesse. OTS for life. Thank you, Randy B. Uh, Nev with a one ninety nine, Jesse. We're out of sour cream. Get on it, clown. Look what I get. on man? I got sour cream in my fridge, on open. Haven't used it yet. I like sour cream. They use it for the right stuff. Kelly with a nine ninety nine super chat. Thank you, Kelly. Reason why you have uh, over eight hundred and fifty uh, lover or likes. Likes. 1K likes because Basement, Low Lives, WWE superstars, Vince McMahon's Yes Men, and probably podcasters, Booker, Bully, Satin, and Ryback are probably watching you cowardly. I don't give a fuck if they watch me, man. Booker T and Bully ring ain't watching me. Ryan Satin, man. No. Ryan Satin's a clueless hack, man. He doesn't know shit. Thank you, Kelly. Ryback, right though? Yeah, probably. Yeah, Ryback is a... <laughs> Oh my God, I, I I don't know what I'd do without uh, Ryback, man. <laughs> uh, Joey Williams, $5 Superjack. Can you believe WWE in six months has had more rematches than AEW in three years? I hope Sasha Banks becomes All Elite when she will be appreciated, or where she will be appreciated. Yeah, it's a possibility, man. You know, if Sasha if wants to leave WWE, now is the best time to do it. Uh, Ricardo Linnell with a $2 Superjack. Props to the best in the IWC six weeks. Golden Mike. You know it, brother. Can't wait, man. Uh, Ricardo Linnell with a $5 Super Chat. Sipping the finest in the VIP. I can't wait for the beer garden this summer. AEW is greater than WWE. F. John Laurinaitis. evil power. Golden Boy with a $5 Super Chat. Is it True TK? Trying to do something at Wrigley Field. Great show as always. JD and Jesse, no one is better. He mentioned Wrigley Field and wanting to do Wrigley Field, but uh, it it was only a... uh, the way, I, the way I interpreted it was it was uh, a passing thought, nothing more. Maybe he does something when uh, baseball season's over. Who knows? But at that point, it's going to be fucking cold. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it's,
2: it's actually hard to book Wrigley, man. It's, it's I mean, during the baseball season, obviously, it's always, you know, packing. It's not about having a game on that day because you have to transform the entire stadium into a concert venue, then back to a game before the game. You know what I'm saying? So it's, yeah, and
0: then the weather. So, yeah, I don't know, man. Justin Shriplin with a 999 Super Chat found out that NXT In Your House is on my birthday next Saturday. I will be skipping that show, and I will be checking out Top Gun Maverick and hang out at bars with my brothers and cousins instead. Justin, that is the right thing to do. Uh, Do not waste your time at 8 p.m. on a Saturday evening in the summer during Memorial Day weekend to fucking worry about NXT 2.0. I will not even be covering the show because I will be in Atlantic City at the Atlantic City Beer Fest, probably blitzed out of my mind. Uh, only to drive home the next day to New York to cover the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. So yes, I will not be covering in your house. If anybody's expecting me to, uh, you are shit out of luck. You guys can go watch Denise and her 100 fucking live viewers. I'm sure it'll be a grand old time. Oh no, Nikita Lyons got hurt. Oh yeah, she's got a partial MCL, MCL, uh, uh, MCL tear. Oh god, I have a
2: partial tear of my MCL, just a So it could have been worse but uh it did refrain me from being able to compete in women's breakout tournament that's uh so that is why your girl is out but only for the comeback is always stronger than the setback she got
0: her her training at the pc oh that's something with that pc man i don't know Uh, Kelly with a $4.99 super chat. Falling in reverse, Zombify. Track is the theme song for all the rejects who believe, watch, defend, and praise WWE. The rejects are Zombify, JD. Yes, they're also, uh, Symphony X has a song called Dehumanized. That's exactly what they are, too. They are are dehumanized. Every time you watch WWE TV, you are dehumanized. Uh, Randy B with a $2 super chat. Been a subscriber for four years. You are the man, JD. Randy B, thank you so much, man. Here's to another four years. MGM Bolin with the 499 super chat satin tweeted that hangman is awesome I wonder why I don't know why, I don't. Why, why. why did he tweet hangman is awesome he's only he's only talking about something that's true which is a rarity over there, there. I mean I, I'm surprised he didn't tweet out about who his favorite porn star is in 2022 and where they shop and what their favorite produce is in in, 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 in the in the fucking produce aisle at Whole Foods. Or maybe, maybe he should inquire about where they get their, their haircut and what salon they go okay, to. Okay. 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 Let's move on. Jeez. Kelly with a one nine nine super chat. My precious. Have a good day. JD and Jesse. You know, the uh, OTS Beer garden is going to have the, uh, have a, 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 a drink dedicated to Becky Lynch, man. The Becky's precious Pilsner. It's going to be a number one salad bro. Glad to see Becky got a drink and
2: Thunder roast Rosa got a taco stand. I mean, yeah. With the, I mean, glad to see everyone else is represented, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean... Don't I forget
2: mean, Omos. Get something for him, too,
0: man. Oh, no, I, I, I can't I can't do that, man. Uh, I, you I got
2: something from fucking Becky.
0: Maybe I'll have a Jesse-like gnome in the garden, man. What do you think about that? You can wear, you can wear an AEW hat, no? Yeah, I'll tell you what I
2: think about that. I'm going to tweet something at you right now. Punk MGM tweeted.
0: balling with a one-handed SuperJet. I said, wonder why? Because Punk dissed him. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. What are you tweeting me, bro?
2: There's, what, there's no
0: tweeting here, man. We're about to get out of here.
2: That's what I think about your idea.
0: JD, we need a Von Wagner drink. Now, Von Wagner is not sullying my fucking beer garden. Joseph Taylor with a $2 super chat. Uh, Wardlow is the next Dave Batista. Wow. Joseph Taylor, man. Man, you're blowing me away with that one, man. Holy shit. How long did it take you to come up with that one? Wow. <laughs> man, you, I'm, mean, listen, man, I should make you the host of this show. The best starter with a $5 super chat. Glad I got you guys started on Sasha. J.D., tell Thunder Rosa badasses don't have to yell and oversell themselves like Archer does. Just speak confidently. I wish I could tell Thunder Rosa a lot of things, man. I don't don't talk to the woman on a regular basis. I'll tell you what. How
2: about you tell Thunder
0: Rosa that shit? Huh, what?
2: Um, Tell him. how, How about he
0: tells Thunder Rosa that shit? I don't know. D. Best Auto, why don't you tell Thunder Rosa that shit, man? See how that works out for you, buddy. You may be floating up shit's creek like fucking Jesse here. Right. Anyway, guys, we're go. we're about to get out of here, man. We're in uh, we're in the Mustang here. Oh, well, Jesse's not the Mustang; he's in the trunk. Check your Twitter before you go. Check my Twitter before we get out of here, man. Um, uh, I don't see. It. Oh, yeah. This is what I think about your idea. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Look at this fucking guy. Oh my goodness. Man, that's a longer extended version of that Shawn Michaels gift, man. Where'd you find that one? I don't know. It, it, it showed up <laughs> on my fucking timeline. I wish I could save that
2: one, man. It showed up on my timeline. It's fucking awesome. Oh my <laughs>
0: goodness, man. I gotta find somewhere to save that one, man. Where'd he get That's a nice that's a that's a clearer version than the one we got. Yeah, dude, Look at that. That fucking fan is pissed, dude. <laughs> Listen, man, I missed that. I missed those attitude errors, man. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's so great. Guys, listen, man. We love you. We appreciate you guys hanging out on this Wednesday night. I don't know what I'm going to be doing tomorrow, man. Maybe we'll do some extra, depending on the news. Scheduling coming up is Friday. I'll be live for SmackDown and Rampage. Rampage will be live, so I will we'll be watching it on Friday. Uh, SmackDown, Rampage, Friday night. Saturday, probably nothing. I'm uh, hanging out by the pool on Saturday, and then we'll get, we got a double stream on Sunday night, OTS 432, and then... The double or nothing pay per view, man. Busy Sunday. But, guys, listen. Hit that subscribe button. Follow me on social media. Hit that thumbs up. You guys know the deal. I need those guitar emojis in the chat. And I need, when you hear that guitar solo coming, man, I need that music on max. I'll see you guys live again on Friday right here on Off The Script. I'll see you guys later.